The Jeeps pump this new remix. Uh huh. This is the remix. Radios play this remix. This is the remix. The clubs bump this remix. Park me in the front, leave running. Here's a hundred. What up? Flip your b- like a coin, better call it. She got a time for us, big rip ballin' new. She bout to rock the boy Mike, tell him feedback. The realest took out my city and I mean that. Why you feeling like the man when I walk through? Can't stand what you saying when I walk through. I got all I'll always think of you and 
From the top, one of my favorite Tony Braxton songs. It is Turned Up Tuesday right here in Coffee and Toe. We're playing yesterday's hits, today's favorites. around the world logged on to the quality music zone qmzradio.com thank you to everyone listening online on johnoradio.com thank you to everyone here with me on clubhouse it is turned up tuesday tuesday november 8 2022 can you imagine 2023 is just around the corner we're playing Yesterday's hits, today's favorites. Thank you so much for joining me for Coffee and Toe World News on the Go. 
We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. Hey, 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 don't you violate me. You can follow me on Twitter at me media moments on Instagram moments underscore with underscore me underscore media. You can also find me on TikTok moments with me media and the me in everything is M.I. up after this one where my girl's at 702 we're gonna get into the headlines we have coming up for you today election day for my folks in the u.s of a get out there and vote know what you're voting for though make the right decisions make the right choices coming up for you today in the caribbean corner dogs eating dead babies never occurred in jamaica oh all right then all jamaicans have a right to highest standard of health that's according to minister of health dr tufton jlp pnp talk up records on housing ahead of local government polls online portal for jamaicans going overseas for short-term visits Medon with a gun sang them, vows de Marco. Tsunami of diabetes and street vendor thrilled as two daughters graduate from the University of the West Indies. A young woman says of the storm, this is what allowed me to achieve this. How to identify a pedophile, there are five warning signs. In stores out of North America, education workers ending walkout as Ontario pledges to repeal law. A University of Kentucky student was arrested after hurling racial slur at a black student on campus. I hope you all saw this one. Man arrested for throwing bear can at Senator Ted Cruz at the Astros World Series Parade. And 55 students may have to retake their SATs after they were lost from a UPS truck. No, UPS, you're going to take that test for me. I'm not doing it over. 
Jackson, in dissent, issues first Supreme Court opinion. Supreme Court considers fate of landmark Indian adoption law. And of course, we know that the jackpot is now up to $1.9 billion. However, the drawing has been delayed over security protocols. In international news, Nigerian senator to face organ harvesting charges. Out of Latin America, U.S. charges Haitian gang leaders over kidnappings and offers reward. In business and tech news, Facebook owner Meta expected to announce major job losses. The pros and cons of Airbnb stays and hotels, which do you prefer? In health and science news, severe depression eased by a single dose of synthetic magic mushroom. Hmm. In sports news, Indianapolis Colts part ways with head coach Frank Reach. Replace him with first-time NFL coach Jeff Saturday. And believe it or not, stories. A Boston doctor is behind bars after being arrested in child sex trafficking sting. Told undercover officer he's just not in the mood to get caught. Well, okay. All right then. <laughs> in entertainment news, Kathy Griffin suspended from Twitter for impersonating Elon Musk. I thought he was all about freedom. I guess not. Takeoff's funeral to be held this Friday at Atlanta's State Farm Arena. We're going to have the details of these stories and many more coming up after this one here. Starting off with our Believe It or Not stories first. I gotta do this because I haven't done Believe It or Not for a couple of days now. Can't ignore Believe It or Not stories, right? 
killers right here. Keep it locked. Coming up right after this one from the Terror Squad, Lean Back. We're gonna get into the details. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't give a about your faults or mishaps. We from the Bronx, New York. It happens. Kids clapping. Love to spark the place. Half the in the squad got a scar on their face. It's a cold world and this is ice. Half a meal for the chomp. This is life. Got the phantom in front of the building, Trinity. Yeah. Ten years, legit, they still figure me bad. As a young, was too much to cope with. Why you think? Mom, nickname the cook's cook. Should have been called on robbery. Stalshit, or maybe grand larceny. I did it all to put the pieces to the puzzle. Tis long, I knew me and my people was gonna bubble. Came out the gate on some flojo. Fat with the shoddy with the logo, kid. Said my don't dance, we just pull up my pants and do the rock away. Now lean back, lean back, lean back. Lean back, come on. I said, my nuts don't dance, we just pull up our pants and do the rock away. Now lean back, lean back, lean back, lean back, come on. Hard to the easy, into the wizard. My arms stay breezy, the dawn stay fizzard. I got a date at eight, I'm in the 740 fizzard. And I just bought a bike so I can ride till I die with a matching jacket. About to cop me a mansion. My mansion in the club, but you know they not dancing. We gangsta and gangsters don't dance with boogies. So never mind how we got in here with burgers and hoodies. Listen, we don't pay admission and the bouncers don't check us. And we walk around the metal detectors. And it really ain't a need for a VIP section. In the middle with a dance floor, reckless check it. Setting. Like my necklace started relaxing now That's what the fuck I call a chain reaction See, money ain't a thing, ain't a thing. We still the same, the flow just changed Now we about to change the game Sit my don't dance, we just pull up our pants And do the rock away Alright Terror Squad, thank you for that one And we're gonna lean into these stories now Starting off with Believe It or Not news Utah governor speaks out after viral video shows white teens dressed in black face and prisoner costumes for Halloween. This story courtesy of Bala Alert. A group of teenagers took Halloween too far when they painted their faces black and dressed up as prisoners. The viral video has drawn widespread condemnation and Utah Governor Spencer Cox joined the conversation slamming their actions. We wrongly condemn racism in all its forms and call on every Utah Utah resident to reject such offensive stereotypes, slurs, and attitudes. We must do better. Three teenage boys in a group of eight were spotted at a Walmart in Cedar City, Utah on October 31, dressed in Jim Crow-era prison chain gang uniforms and wearing blackface. In a video circulating on social media, a woman addresses the alleged hate crime, warning them that their futures would be ruined. The trio is standing with five other people, including a girl dressed as a police officer with aviator sunglasses and a pair of handcuffs. The clip begins with the group immediately laughing at the person filming them. You guys are not going to get into college, the person behind the camera said. You guys are not going to get any scholarships because this is a hate crime. To which one boy responded, well, we all dropped out of high school. It's okay. Before laughing and walking away. The video went viral Monday night as people were outraged to see the group make jokes about the woman accusing them of committing a hate crime. Spectators were also disappointed at parents for allowing their children to leave their homes with the chosen costumes. 
I don't understand why any white parent would not teach their children to not do any type of blackface for Halloween and or any other occasion, one Twitter user said. While another person tweeted, if your kids wore blackface as part of their costume, you blanked up. Yeah. But my thing is, why were they allowed inside the Walmart dressed like that? But what state is this? Utah. If you're going to stand for something and you're going to stand up to racism, stand up to the jeering and the mockery, you should never, because if, well, down here in South Florida, every Walmart has someone by the door. From my memory in Georgia, the Walmarts also had someone by the door. Why weren't they turned away and said, no, I'm sorry. We're not going to have you in here. It is offensive, disrespectful. Please go home. And yes, the parents, but everything starts at home. They're, they were comfortable to leave their house like that. They left somebody's house like that. They may all have met up at one place, but they left somebody's house looking like that. So what do you, the parents, have to say? Train up a child in the way that he should grow. And when he gets older, he will not depart from it, right? But this is what you're training your child. To be racist. To make fun of others. A system that was designed and created to oppress one group of people, you are deliberately making a mockery and thinking it's a joke. Good morning. Good morning, Javette. I'm not going to even use the acronyms that we have been discussing for the past couple of months. I just want to say that this is why history may it be on the light side or the dark side needs to be discussed because if you think about it the jail suits that they wore were part of what they called a chain gang mm -hmm. it wasn't just african americans on chain gangs and that's all I have to say to this. I am the mentality of the world has gone astray. And again, I just feel that history, may it be light or dark, may it be of anybody's culture, needs to be discussed at home, in classrooms, on the corner with your friends, in the farm, it, you know, everywhere. And I yield. I'm so over it. Thank you, Javette. One gentleman wrote, welcome to Cedar City, Utah, where you can walk in Walmart in blackface. It's 2022. And young white people still find this funny. Why were they arrested? Why aren't they suspended from school? Well, they said they dropped out of high school. 
they needed to be in school. They, they need to be in school. Learn something. Because they're carcasses walking around. They're empty inside. They're just shells. Well done, parents. Well done. Teens beat a Spanish teacher to death over bad grade and bragged about the murder on Snapchat. An Iowa Spanish teacher is dead and two students unhappy over a poor grade are to be blamed. And this is according to the prosecutors. The grisly murder rocked the small town of Fairfield, which holds only about 9,400 residents. On November 3rd, 2021, the remains of Nohima Graber were located in a park where she was known to do her daily walk. The day before her badly battered body was found, Graber met with Willard Miller at Fairfield High School to discuss a bad grade he had received. It's unknown how the conversation went, but authorities believe the 16-year-old recruited friend Jeremy Goodale, also 16, to kill Graber while she was in the park. Her van was captured exiting the park with two males in the front seat, believed to be Miller and Goodale. The boys abandoned the vehicle at the end of a rural road and were picked up by someone as they walked on foot, though that person's name was not publicized. Graeber had been beaten to death with a baseball bat and her body was concealed underneath a tarp, wheelbarrow and railroad ties. Investigators were led to the teens who bragged about her death on Snapchat. Goodell allegedly sent messages to a friend on the app that implicated himself and Miller by name. During an interview with police, Miller expressed frustrations with Graeber's teaching style and was upset that she issued him a grade that lowered his GPA. He initially denied killing Graeber but claimed he knew who did and was forced to help get rid of her remains. Defense attorney for both boys, now 17, have argued that the authorities illegally obtained search warrants and are requesting that the Snapchat messages be suppressed. A hearing was set on Wednesday to hear disputes from both sides. No decision has been made regarding the evidence. Goodale is set to stand trial in December, while Miller's trial is scheduled for March 2023. Both are being tried as adults on first-degree murder charges. What are we teaching our children? That we should be given things, not earn things? You see, that's where we're all messed up. And I'm and I I mean I'm I'm probably gonna offend some parents right now, and I'm okay with that. I, I really don't care. Stop just giving things to your kids. You have to teach them from an early age to earn things. When you just give, 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 they don't have any sense of value. They don't. Everything they ask you for, you just give it to them. That is not how the real world is. And then when they leave the confines of your home, what happens? They don't know how to understand the word no. They don't understand no. You got to work for this. They feel it must be given to them. Stop spoiling your kids. You can love your kids, but you don't have to spoil them. I know I had to earn things. I do it with my children. 
there are many people who do it with their children. And when you do that, they have a better understanding that things don't fall out the sky into your lap as you say, I want. You want something from me? From me? <laughs> what are we going to do? Come on, it's a barter system here. And you also have to learn to discipline your children. And discipline doesn't have to be the rod or spanking them. But you have to learn to discipline your children. Because if you don't do it, well, case in point, the system will do it for you. Disciplining starts from an early age. Not when they're teenagers. I wish one of my boys would have thrown a temper tantrum in public. They never have, thank God. From a very early age, they heard the word no. And if we went somewhere and they're like, may I have that, please? The answer is no. And you get the reason and they're quiet. I see kids throwing themselves down on the floor and carrying on and then parents turn around and giving them the said thing that they're having a temper tantrum about. I wish you would. But it starts at home. If you teach them at home, when they go out in public, they won't embarrass you. Yes, Javette, we have to teach them how to be respectful how to respect themselves, respect people in the home. And then it happens to carry them, follow them out in the greater world. On social media, the trend seems to be uh, having little four-year-olds and five-year-olds putting up their middle fingers and singing cuss words in songs or singing songs with curse words and the parents, oh, so cute, oh my gosh. And in the comments, people are like, oh, my gosh, so adorable. I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa. So when that four-year-old becomes a 12-year-old and you're trying to discipline that four-year-old and they <laughs> unleash a couple curse words on you, what do you have to say? Don't talk to mommy like that. Don't talk to daddy like that. Well, you thought it was cute and they thought it was okay. Why are we afraid to parent our children? What are you scared of? You're alive. You are parented. You are disciplined. We may not have liked a lot of the things or the style in which we were um, disciplined, but we survived. We survived. Teflon, I sent it to you. I've been sending it to you, but I don't know why. Somebody else try sending Teflon the invite for me, please. Because I, I, I sent him like six or seven already this morning. Yeah. Teflon, you, you may have to go back up, go out and come back again. Let's see. Okay. Yeah. Why are you afraid to discipline your children? You think they're going to hate you? Okay. Let's see now. Okay, you try Javette because I swear. Okay, he's up. All right, wait. Finally made it. Finally made it. <laughs> <laughs> you finally made it. Yeah. Now, can, okay. I, can, can I answer your question? Yes, yes, please. 
they're scared because they're scared of um, getting done by the social services. Because that's what happens when you discipline your kids. Um, they're on the phone to the social services and then you get um, prosecuted and all of that. So probably that's why. Because the kids, the kids know the law. Like They know if you try to discipline them, they can call social services and, and they, they can accuse you for um, a physical abuse or whatever abuse. And then you get in trouble with the law. So I think that's what it is. <laughs> Ooh, Lord have mercy. Can you imagine if they imagine if they had that system in Jamaica when I was growing up? I think ninety percent of parents would be in jail in Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm alive, and I agree, Javette. Pack their bags and put them by the door. Okay, since I can't discipline them, you want to take them. And when they grow up to be your problem, then you <coughs> excuse me, you're going to point the finger back at me and say I failed. I failed because you didn't allow me to discipline my child. And the discipline doesn't have to be physical, right? Send them in time out. From an early age, I remember, <clears throat> excuse me, all my boys, when they would have their um, little whatever at home, where they wouldn't listen to you, okay, let's go to bed. Here we go. Go lie down, think about it. And that used to kill them. Because no child wants to, <laughs> I don't know if they think they're missing out on something. And then they would come up and they, okay, I've, I'm ready to come out now. Do you remember why you were there? And of course, you don't do it for two hours or an hour because depending on the age they are, you probably give them a 15 minute timeout or 30 minutes, right? So that they understand the reason. And when they come out, okay, do you remember why I sent you in the bed? Yes. And they can tell me why. You can cut the TV time. Cut the game time. I have had to take away phones from my boys. I have no problem doing that. I have no problem taking up the game consoles either. But if you don't do something to curb your child's behavior and the way they think and the sense of entitlement. There's a rude awakening waiting for them down the road and you're the one who is going to be sorry. There's, there's a friend of mine who <laughs> used to take their child back to Jamaica. Yep, sure enough, delivered that ass whooping and then came back up. I can't beat you in the U.S. I'm going to deal with you in Jamaica. I'm not saying that was the right way, but some, you got to do what works best. We, the goal is to have your children live, to bury you, not you bury them. When you watch the news here in South Florida, what is a 12-year-old, 13-year-old doing on the road at 1 o'clock in the morning? You don't know where your child is? And then something happens and you have your hand on your head. Oh, my God, he was such a good kid. What the heck are you doing outside at 1 o'clock in the morning? Doesn't he have school the next day? That child doesn't go to school? 12, 13? What is a 12 and 13-year-old doing out there? Who, who remembers being told, 
Nothing good to happen after 12 o'clock. And it's not as though they're out there with you, the parent, because you're moving around. No. They're out there with their friends. Do better. Our next Believe It or Not story. I'm sorry. Go right ahead, naturalist. Go ahead. Good morning. I remember once um, my daughter was feeling herself. And she went upstairs and she slammed the door. Man, I don't remember ever being that pissed off in my life. I went out in the garage, got a hammer, and got a screwdriver, and I took that door right off the inch, put it in the garage. That door stayed in the garage for like around two months or so. I guarantee you, she never slammed the door again in her <laughs> life. <laughs> but I don't know, for some reason, that, that triggered me, man. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> but we do definitely got to take control of them while they're young, man. Uh, I had like three different octaves in my voice. I'll be like, Angeli, Angeli, Angeli. And she know when they reach a third octave, uh, these are problems. So she always try to cut it out by the time I get to the second one. So, you know, we, nowadays, I think we try to be our kids' friends uh, too much and not the parent. Mm-hmm. And I think that is, that is the biggest issue with um, a lot of this dysfunction. Because what I see in stores, I know I couldn't have done it in my, in my time growing up. Not at all, because you may not get a beating then. When you're going, you're going to get, damn sure you won't get one then. <laughs> but yeah, we gotta take, we gotta take control, man. You know, we, especially in our in our community, we we tend to blame the system a lot for a lot of problems. But a lot of problems is just it, it's us. And I use a prime example when you're going like into the inner cities, and you see all the garbage piled up on the street, and the garbage cans are right there. Is that the system? Are that those who are living right there in the community? So sometimes we just gotta take charge for oneself. I learned right there. Thank you for saying that, naturalist. Appreciate that. I always wondered about that. And people walk right by the garbage. You put it there, pick it up. Another thing now that you mentioned that to another thing, have your children learn to do chores. Have them learn to do chores. I struggle with mine. I'm not going to lie. I hate chores. I hate it. They hate it. But they understand that it has to be done. If it's making up their bed. Cleaning their bathroom. You use a dish, wash it. I threatened mine mine just the other day. All four of them. Youngest is 15. Oldest is 24. You know, you leave that kitchen tidy <laughs> before you go to bed and you come downstairs and it's like there was um, a chefing competition going on. I don't know. It's like rats and roaches in the house. I don't know. what the heck. They're, they're like rats and roaches. I went off. I went off. They don't like to hear my mouth. Have them do Go ahead, Teflon. Go right ahead. For all of that talking, we need to get them off their off their phones as well. That's that's like the biggest problem right now. The mobile phones, the iPads, the um Playstations, the Xboxes, but mainly the phones, like they're just so glued to the phones you can't get them to do anything. Mm. 
So, yeah, I think <laughs> we need to start there. Just, like, get... Um, I don't know, just try to get them to take a break from the phone. Just put the phone down for a little bit and then do real-life stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Son number four, Teflon, for me. I don't know how he sees anything. He has the phone in his hand. He walks down the stairs, eyes glued on the phone, walks into the kitchen, has not taken his eyes off the phone, reaches into the cupboard, takes out a bowl, goes into the cupboard, gets out the cereal, goes in the fridge, gets out the milk, and he doesn't take his eyes off the phone, and he doesn't spill a thing. I don't know how he does it. And I've sat there and I've watched him. And he he gets the, he goes to the drawer, gets the spoon out, goes to the dining table, or if he's sitting at the, the kitchen counter, and he, the whole time, and I just sat there one day and I watched him. And I said to my husband, I'm like, look at this. Look at this mess. Look at this. And I said, I said, babe, can you see what you're doing? He said, yes, mommy. I'm like, you sure? Yes, mommy. I can see. I'm fine. And he finishes eating, goes to the kitchen sink, washes the dish and the spoon, the bowl and the spoon, turns it down, and right back upstairs. He hasn't taken his eyes off the phone. I don't know what, how the heck they do it. I can't even, I can't do it. You ever see some people in traffic? Eyes fixed on the phone and you're like, oh, whoa, hold on now. What are you looking at? You're supposed to be paying attention to the road. Teflon, I agree. We, we got to. <laughs> Rosola said. Her teen daughter cooks an entire meal and doesn't take her. No, they do it. Good morning, everyone. Listen, man, I, I just thought it was me going through this. This is crazy. Cook an entire meal. Remote this one talking. Um, empty the dishwasher and washes the dishes while the phone is. I'm like, listen, if the phone drops in the sink, if the phone drops on the ground, if the phone cracks and you come to me, it's a problem. So what I'm telling you to please do is put the phone down. Maybe put the AirPod. Just put on a song. Listen. You don't have to watch something. She's going to be watching movies. And I don't know how they do it. And nothing breaks. I, I mean, I, I literally am nervous. And then I get mad because she's not listening. She doesn't put it down. And I'm like, okay, let me just watch this process and see what happens. And she just goes from the counter, one dish, and she does the dishes. And she, does, and she makes her food. And she sits in the table and she eats. And she gets back up, saved just like you're a fourth one. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> I would have broken like five dishes. I would have hung myself by the cord on the phone. You know, it's, <laughs> they have this technique, but for him, it's aggravating. And I agree with Tesla we have to get him off the phones. I had a friend that whenever they would, um, whenever it was dinner time, they couldn't bring any of the phones to the table. I don't know why people even initiate the process of bringing cell phones to the dinner table. But um, and whenever they went in the car, like if they were going to church or if they were going in a family, anytime the family was in the car, they could not be on their cell phones. <sighs> It comes. It comes with practice. Yes. An yes. experience. They've got experience, mm -hmm. and they're, they're they're probably good at multitasking at this point. But you know, they say men are not good at multitasking, so that's probably a skill a skill on its own, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Boy, I don't know. I thought it was just me. Nah, uh, you know what? I find it so irritating. Like the, the other day, I went I went out to dinner with the family, and I saw this. I saw this um, dad, he, he must have 
um, take, uh, he took the kids out. I think there was about five of them, and all of them, there was all on their phones. He was trying to talk to them, and everyone was just ignoring them. And I found it so disrespectful. Like, your dad's actually taking you out for a big meal. And you know, it's not cheap. And he's trying to have a conversation, and everyone's just glued to their phones. And like, like what one of the kids said, Dad, I'm on my phone. You know, it's just what? really <laughs> irritating. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if, that, if, if if that was me, yeah, I'll I'll pack, I'll send him back into the car and take him home. <laughs> <laughs> but Teflon, one of the biggest problems there is we keep saying we're gonna try. Who paying the bill? We. You don't have to try <laughs> anything. Part. You that just part. have to take it. Period. Yeah. This yeah. is how it's gonna be. There's no trying. But as Teflon said, we are afraid. And um, yes, what are, we're afraid of them not loving us. Listen, my taking the phone doesn't mean I, my taking the phone does not mean I don't love you. I see people literally at the dining table when you go out texting each other. They're sitting right beside each other. They don't talk. They text. You know something? You know the other thing that irks me? You're calling them. I don't know if you've heard, witnessed this, Rosola, but you're screaming your lungs out. They're not answering. But the minute you call them or you text them, you get a response. Sometimes you're calling them. And you're calling them. And you're calling them. I don't know. It's like they're think- muted. I think another problem as well, I think most parents, most parents try to be cool with their kids. They they try to be friends. So at that point, I think that becomes a problem as well because they don't, they don't want to come across uncool and they don't want to lose that coolness with their kids. I think that's that's another problem because there's a lot of um, youngish parents as well. And um, yeah, I, feel, I feel like that's another problem because yeah. your, your kids are not your friends. You need to be able to put your foot down and say, "Pull that phone down." You're not using your phone today, and you're gonna you go and do the dishes. You're gonna um, hoover the house, but no one does that anymore. Yeah, people just yeah. like, "Yeah, cool." What what, what level are you on? What um, and it's just like really, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's all so irritating, man. Irritating. <laughs> <laughs> We're venting as parents today, right? But here's here's the thing. I don't know. I don't have girls. I only have boys. But for those of you who have girls and boys, do you notice a stark difference in being able to get through to them? Well, for me, for my boys, um, and I should probably say women. All right, let me ask the question to the women. Do you find that they respond quicker to their dads than they do to you? We have to scream, whereas the dads can be calm. They just say, you know, most, like naturally said, max three times, that's it, they're done. We have to go through levels to the point where we're screaming for them to understand that we're serious. Is it just me, or is that commonplace? Is it the same with boys and girls? Is it just the boys that do that to us women? I don't know. In my experience moments, um, when I was in the home and we were married, I was a disciplinarian. 
Marlon was my <laughs> I'm sorry. I was a disciplinarian. My husband was very, very passive. And you know this moment. It right. was literally and when he did get um upset, it was like he almost got too upset. He had got carried away. So I didn't mind being a disciplinarian, but to your point, I would have to repeat myself several times, several times to the point where sometimes I would feel like my, my chest is going to like explode to get them to do something. And I'll give an example when the same 16 year old, when she was younger, um, she used to do the Minecraft thing that she was always on Minecraft. I just, it would just aggravate the heck out of me. She would just Minecraft, 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 Minecraft. And I would tell her, you know, you have to take a break. And uh, one day I went on the computer and there was this whole Minecraft screen print, but there were curse words in it and I got aggravated and I was talking to her and she would not respond. And I remember, I'm like, if you don't, if you don't respond to me, and I remember I had a belt, I'm like, if you don't respond to me, if you don't respond to me. And I remember she was like going away from me and I swung it and the belt, not to hit her, but the belt hit, you know, swung on hit it. She, and they're like, my, my kids have a very fair complexion. And so there was a little mark on her arm and she went for picture day and the teacher saw it and called the um, defects wow. and defects came to the house. And when defects came to the house, initially I was like, wow, y'all just, this is ridiculous. And the, the lady from defects said that, you know, your daughter said that you were trying to talk to her. You were just showing her what you would do. And you, the daughter said everything I said, and yet here you are. Mm -hmm. Yet here you are. And here we're going to have a record. And here I have to explain myself and all this nonsense happening. And when I went through that, I was angry because it was like, I didn't even suppose I had spank her, you know? So it, what, what is, it, it's my choice if I want to spank my child, as long as I'm not abusing my, I grew up and my, my, my family spanked me, my, my parents and my aunt and uncle, and I'm fine. And I'm not bruises. I'm not swollen. There are no welts. I'm not, I don't have any mental issues because of it. I'm fine. All of a sudden, I can't even, and it was, I was upset. And when, when, when I was being investigated through the weeks <laughs> of wow. investigation, I just, ha I realized I just remained true to the situation and what you did. You did nothing wrong. And that was the only reason I got through it. The only reason, because I was still married and in the house at the time, and he was of no support whatsoever. It was really like, a lot of them take you, make them take you. Literally, no support whatsoever. But I think... Um, Teflon said earlier that, you know, parents fear disciplining their child because of the repercussions, because they will call kids are allowed to call defects. But it's also these teachers who don't allow the children to speak their truth because my child told the truth. She said exactly what happened. And the teachers still went and reported it and called defects. My child specifically told the teacher, no, she didn't do anything wrong. No, this is what happened. No, she didn't. Mean and she they still filed a report with defects. So, yes, parent, parents do fear disciplining their child in this current environment that we have. And it's always the good parent that get called in, mm -hmm. bad mm -hmm. one going for months and yeah. years. That's exactly what I said to her. I said, there, there's parents down the street <laughs> whose kids, you know, and I'm not, I'm not telling them where, but the kids come here all the time to eat to this, you know what I mean? This is that, this is the house. So, but that's okay. I'll deal with it. I'll, I'll go through it. It was my experience. And now I know, and I understand the process. It'll never happen to me again. And I'll make sure it'll never happen to anyone who knows me. Right. Um, because it's an unnecessary process that you have to go through, especially, I mean, there are parents out there abusing their children visibly. Yes. Yes. Handle those situations. Don't handle the ones who you see the parents in school every single week participating in your classroom as an assistant. So, you know, 
I, I agree with Teflon. Parents, children, the, the system that we have right now, it sort of prevents parents from disciplining the way we would want to. We can't even raise our voices too much in public before, you know, someone turns around and tells you, you know, oh, don't talk to them too harshly. <laughs> We're on radio. I won't tell you my response Ooh. when they tell me that, but it, it includes a suck. I, I know. Yo. <laughs> we know. <laughs> Listen, nobody gives us a handbook. We are doing what is best for our children. You got to trust us to raise our children. Thanks. We have to live with these creatures. Some of them are monsters. I swear. They, the, the, you know what it is? Somebody said once, um, God has a sense of humor. <laughs> He's giving you back everything that you doled out so that you have to deal with it. But um, we know who knows our children better than we do. The system isn't living with the children. They're going off of a book. You know what? Anyway. Runners and moments. Good morning, Apple. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have a child as yet. However. Hurry up, hurry up. <laughs> yeah, we want to start run. Yeah. We can put things in place. But yeah, um, just to touch with the Empress, I said a while ago, you know, because um, over here, you know, them foreign country like you know america and canada and <clears throat> the uk is that they put things in place where it comes like more time the kids have more rights than the parents to the point where kids are to sue the parents because of name change or you know what i mean or, or other changes what they want for me and I remember a couple of years well a good while still i'm still in high school and like um my neighbor they me migrate and go to England and him you know, visit back Jamaica and him tell him daughter say oh, make sure your brother um show up make up on the road and come back. So he must say alright. So she's like alright. I guess him that Jamaica enjoy for himself with him seeing cousin him again and you know what I mean I, I run up and have fun. And the father come back and I said, wait. He's not being yet. So she said, Daddy, I tell him, for go check show a long time, no one take no shower. So I go to him and say, Yo, your sister not tell him, for go take a shower. Yes, Daddy, so why not take no shower? I said, Man, give him some piece of lick there, you see, man. I said, Boy, you think I'm England, you're there, but I can't talk to you. Hey, I can't run, go call police. A Jamaica, you're there. A Jamaica, take this, take this. I mean, I said, Jaja. Yeah, man, my next version to the same thing. Him father, him 15 year old, you know, full of tattoo. Your things are little way and second. Oh, hold on, 15 years old with tattoos? You hear me say? 15 year old, full of tattoo. Your things say a little way and second. You get me, I say? Oh, but trust me, see younger right now, we're all in Jamaica with, with, with tattoo. Trust me, on that. But yeah, man, so. <sighs> the, man say, the man say, yo, as a man come off of the plane. It's like the father itch, like him just want to reach from Jamaican style. You know, reach that Jamaican airspace and touch from Jamaican um, land. The man said, as a man, come off of the plane. And I came and said, yo, up and walk, go down the stairs, you know. So that me I do, daddy. Boop! Yes, me know that man, me know him. Yo, what? <laughs> quick! I said, The man said, yo, hey boy, a Jamaican, you don't know, you think I'm foreign? I mean, I said, judge ya. No, it reached the point where the Prime Minister followed the Western world. I can't lick your kids them again. Yeah, before I go away, I know some very, very, very close family member. And it's like, the daughter might move a certain way. 
and the father talked to them and the father you know I don't know the father the uncle the auntie lick one of them and you know so she got caught to tell the police and she and our uh, next time again she tell the father and the police say oh she now um the police say oh him now let go the auntie or the father because them a lick her and but everybody try to explain i say yo them little girl yeah, them are do some things when a right officer them not behave we are taught to them they don't want to hear ray 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 you know and them want to take on the word because i guess them say something the prime minister or when people who basically still in the office but them talk also there for the kids um make some foreign laws where it's like you can't lick your kids them again i think you have to do the, with, the, with that video there where you come for the news where the woman beat the 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 the, the, the child with the um with the machete i was the, about to about. say something about that afro yeah so that's why no um, all them something to come up i think here is the thing afro you need to have child advocates don't get me wrong you need that because some parents are downright abusive as rosolo said you i don't you shouldn't be beating your child with a brick or wood piece of wood um you have some people parents who do some things to their children true and they do it out of frustration and anger not about what the child has done but because they have a problem with the baby father uh, or the man I got you stressed because one next video man I beat him little girl and right. oh, stress out, stress exactly. out and I take it up on the little girl so, and they, say, so you need child advocacy in that case because that is not right if you're going to discipline your child you have to exercise self-control and discipline your child accordingly with what it is that they have done not because you're frustrated not because you have issues with something else not because your job giving you a problem and then you take it all out on the child that's a huge no-no and this thing of using all kind of tools down i can't find no i don't agree with that right so there yeah they have to step in in those cases because people have killed their children in jamaica disciplining them over foolish things because of sure. ignorance and lack of self-control all right so next story passengers aboard ryanair flight purchased tickets for seats that did not exist this is unheard of passengers boarding a flight from london to dublin were bamboozled when they learned the seats they paid for did not exist so apparently eight passengers purchased tickets on the ryanair flight but we're left confused and standing at the back of the aircraft. Hold on a second. I didn't know that. Plane ton minibus. The video of the incident has since gone viral and shows the passengers standing in the back. So everyone here has paid for seats and we're stuck at the back of the plane, Jerry Harrington is heard saying on the video. Harrington, 62, claims airline staff told them the flight was overbooked, but he did not buy the excuse no they've sent a smaller plane he said he was going to ireland for the weekend but had to cancel his trip because there wasn't space for him on the plane harrington was supposed to sit in row 35 but the plane only went up to row 33. the airline offered passengers about 450 dollars for compensation accommodations and a seat on the first flight the next day however harrington wants a complete refund plus compensation since he missed the soccer game 
there was no point in traveling the next day. Following the video making rounds on social media, more people have come forward to share their similar experiences. One person said it happened to them back in July, and I can't believe it is still happening. And this is typical of Ryanair, said another. Never any communication. Listen, so we um, airlines tend to over, what do you call it, overbook flights because they know that sometimes some passengers don't show up or don't show up on time. So they have to close the gate and then um, they bump them to another flight. So these things happen. But to send <laughs> a whole different plane with less seats. But here's the thing, though. I don't understand how they got on the plane. Because typically if the flight is overbooked, you can't even get past um, that last interaction before you go down the... Um, Oh my gosh, I can't remember the name of, you know, you go down the ramp to get on the plane. You can't even make it there if the flight is um, overbooked. So how did they get on the plane? And normally when you board, isn't there someone standing there that will check your ticket and say, oh, you know, and look at, they don't do that anymore. I don't know. Am I lost here? Because there are so many points at which you would have been stopped anyway. So how did you get on the plane? Nobody doing their job. The people at the gate didn't know that the plane that's parked does not go up to row 35, only row 33. Give the people their full money, Ryanair. That's all I'm going to say on that. Lesson, get to the airport on time. Make sure when you're checking in, your seats are guaranteed. When you get to the gate, your seats are guaranteed. Oh my gosh, what an inconvenience. All right, our next story, NYC woman arrested for stabbing fellow diner at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. A New York City mom was arrested for stabbing a fellow patron. The New York Post reports that a 24-year-old diner began arguing with a restaurant employee just after 10 p.m. on Friday night. The man caused such a scene that several nearby tables were impacted. Joan Thompson, 41, was at a table with a female cousin and something caused the altercation to refocus on them. The man hit Thompson's cousin with a punch. Cell phone video obtained by investigators shows Thompson standing on a chair with a steak knife and making stabbing motions toward the victim. I'm really upset about the whole situation, the cousin told the outlet. We were attacked. We were having dinner. We were having a nice, quiet dinner, and we were attacked. It's unfair. The victim was taken to New York Presbyterian in stable condition. He suffered from a perished lung. Thompson and her cousin fled the scene on foot without paying their bill. She was subsequently identified through the name on her dinner reservation and taken into custody. Thompson was charged with felony assault and menacing, according to police. She was arraigned before Judge Kevin McGrath and her bail was set at $40,000. Thompson's father, Carlos Stapleton, told the outlet that he believes his daughter acted in self-defense and her bail is unfair. Can I say that this person, um, Lord forgive me, but this person is from the Caribbean. Just the name alone, Joan Thompson. I don't know if this person is from Jamaica, but this is a... This person is definitely from the Caribbean. You know, you hear certain names like um, uh, 
some of the names that are Caribbean names. Definitely. You don't have to think twice. What are some of the first names? Preston. Preston Thomas. <laughs> Neville. Neville and Lloyd. We have 15 Uncle Lloyd. Yes, we do. L Lloyd Johnson. Winston. <laughs> Winston Patricia. Winston. Patricia. <laughs> Purnell. I can go on all day. Purnell. <laughs> Next, Drake. Cool <laughs> Teflon, go on again. Joyce. Joyce. <laughs> Angie. That as you no, tell me I'm lying. There are certain names that the minute you hear them, you don't Winston. have to add. Winston. Winston. Yeah. Another one. <laughs> Floyd. Um, oh my gosh. What's another one? Mark. Well, Mark is a common name in Jamaica, too. Um Del Delroy. Delroy, that is number one. <laughs> and if you hear the last name Scarlett, you know them a Jamaican or Caribbean, I should say. A popular Caribbean last name is Williams. Another one, Brown. Oh, Jesus. Smith, wait a moment. Smith. No, not Smith, no, Smith. It's Smith. And trust me, Jamaicans will mess up a name. I remember as a child, I would hear people refer to my uncle, my dad's uncle, his mom's sister, as Garsha. So I'm like, Garsha? Who is Garsha? Who is Mr. Garsha? So I'm looking at the name. And I'm seeing Garcia. Yeah, Jamaicans don't pronounce it Garcia. Garcia. <laughs> they they would mess your name up. They don't say Michelle. Michelle. Where the heck you get Michelle out of Michelle? Another common name is Barbara. That's another common Jamaican name. Shirley. That's another common Jamaican yeah, name. Yeah, Shirley. Yeah, that's the one. Shirley, yeah. I have an Uncle Shirley and I have an Auntie Shirley. <laughs> yeah, because Shirley is a unisex name. You're right. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm trying to think. Trevor. 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 I, can keep, I can keep going. Trevor. <laughs> Nigel. 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 Yes. I'm sorry. Teflon, you next. I saw you open your mouth. You next. What about Dawn? Dawn. Yes. 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 Lord of mercy. Olive. Mm-hmm. Olive. Paula. That's another common one. Hey, don't forget O'Neill too, you know. Yes, O'Neill. Yeah, we'll see you, O'Neill. Yeah, hello, O'Neill. Oh my gosh, yes. Oh, that was yes. <laughs> I have to use my, my initial, my middle name, or my middle name, which is very unique. Or my middle initial a lot. Really? There are a couple of O'Neill Walters, and they're kind of notorious. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Google. Google. <laughs> but yeah, name. So this Joanne, just Joan Thompson, or in America they say Joanne. Um, it's funny. Alicia. In Jamaica, what do we say? Alicia or Alicia? Alicia. 
Alicia. We say Alicia in the Caribbean, but in the States, they say Alicia. Alicia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if I, I remember one young lady um, that I was working with and I called her Alicia. That's not my name. <laughs> okay. What is your name? Alicia. I'm like, oh, okay. Alicia. But I, I didn't. I had to remember that if you spell my name wrong, I get offended because I, you know, so I had to honor her. But, um, yeah, certain names definitely are Caribbean names. So Joan Thompson, take up the knife and stand up with other people that have good, good restaurants and stab the man. <laughs> you can't take us nowhere. <laughs> we don't have the behavior. Uh, uh, I do have a Ruth, Ruth's Chris steakhouse gift card it's somewhere in the vehicle i need to dig it out i wonder what it's worth i have never been anybody here ever been to roots chris steakhouse <laughs> i probably can only afford to get a drink off of it <laughs> hold on what are there i was promised a date to ruth chris steakhouse <clears throat> i'm still waiting to go <laughs> i haven't done it <laughs> Okay, hold on. I'm trying to see if I can pull up their menu to see what their prices look like. Listen. It's price expensive. It's, it's, it's expensive food. It's that good food. It's that, that's that steak that when you put it in your mouth, you, you only get a little bit. So it's like a one bite. But it's a delicious piece. <laughs> okay. I'm just joking. I heard it's really good. I heard I heard Ruth Chris Steakhouse is very nice. I mean, not not good. I heard it was a very nice. It's like a must do in Atlanta. There's one here in uh, Coral Gables, but here's the thing. You know when you check in the website and you don't even see prices? That's when you know. <laughs> That's when you know it's, it's outside my budget. And I didn't know at the time, and I think I made a smart comment, and that did, you know, that was it. You know, my mouth has gotten me, not gotten me to Ruth Chris several times, so <laughs> take myself one night. Yep. <laughs> next to the appetizer <laughs> them so probably all we can go in the go for it is i'm gonna have to <laughs> to offer free rolls no there's nothing free in it <laughs> so i'm looking at their appetizer calamari seared ahi tuna barbecued shrimp goat cheese and artichoke dip spicy shrimp veal also buco ravioli sizzling crab cakes mushrooms stuffed with crab meat shrimp cocktail chilled seafood tower so here's what i could probably everything do everything so good on that menu everything and that's just appetizer see that's yeah. the problem but here's what i would do <laughs> if me know me can't afford the people them things okay just go straight to um the appetizers and see what could be a filler upper and for me this is sounding like the veal also buco ravioli i'll order that can I have some rolls, please? No, may I have some dinner rolls, please? Water. <laughs> and the side salad, please. And the side salad? Because, you know, that's not expensive. <laughs> and then eat that. And then say, um, are you ready to place your order? I uh, know I'm full. <laughs> get the heck out of there. They have soup and salads. You can get a Caesar salad, lettuce wedge, roots, chopped salad, steakhouse salad, lobster bisque. Oh boy, Lord have mercy. Moments, you know, some someone do that already. Um, we call it, uh, Olive Garden. Olive Garden. Olive Mr. Garden. Oh yeah. Some of the third, you like them did it, and them. I think when you order, you get the salad and the breadsticks them, and let the person ask for water. 
and then them eat, mm -hmm. and when the person come back, the waitress come back and ask him, oh no, no, I'm full, mm -hmm. I, you know, I thought I wasn't going to be able to, and then just pay, pay for him and get up and gone. I was like, damn. So when I hear that, I say, you hear, hear the senator, I go, I mean, I go, okay, let me see what take place. <laughs> Olive Garden has all you can eat soup, salad, and breadsticks. Breadsticks, yeah. right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. When I yeah. lived in Atlanta and Marlon was mm -hmm. over the road, I used to go to Olive Garden probably two or three times a week for lunch. And I would sit at the bar. The bartender, she knew me, went there on her chef. And I would have my soup, salad, and breadsticks. And it's unlimited soups and unlimited salad. And then I get some breadsticks in a bag to go. Child, please. And some soup and salad in the back to go. Yeah. <laughs> and, and let's not talk about chilies too for 20. A friend of mine who is in Atlanta, she'd come. She's like, hey, let's go to chilies. Two for 20. I got $20. I'm like, okay, I'll do the tip. <laughs> and we would sit there and have a damn good time. It's called balling on a budget. <laughs> don't don't knock it. Don't knock it. Don't knock it. Um, I feel we got to survive out here in these streets. Sometimes you want to break. You know? No man, I'm telling them moments. Hey, I mean, say no matter put your your artwork in and reach it, you know. I mean, it's so cheap and clean, you know. Isn't it? Cheap and clean. I mean, make clothes look good. Clothes that make me look good. So the thing I put on, yeah, I know it's gonna look good. I'm fresh. I'm all good. I'm gonna do my thing. Exactly. I'm gonna enjoy myself. You know, I give me nothing for put on. I can't. I don't know. You know, know me. I'm probably not gonna ever see her again that night there. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna care people people say. And that's how me and my wife move. Oh boy. So, former NYPD officer convicted of killing eight-year-old son forced him to sleep in the freezing garage. It has been three years since former NYPD officer Michael Valva and then-fiancé Angela Polina were accused of forcing his eight-year-old son to sleep in a freezing garage. Finally, justice has been served. Valva was convicted on Friday on five charges, including second-degree murder, people reported. A Suffolk County, New York uh, jury, this is just disheartening, unanimously found him guilty after deliberating for nearly seven hours, the New York Times reported. His son, Thomas, died January 2020. The child was on the autism spectrum and died of hypothermia after his father made him sleep in a freezing garage on a 19-degree night. Michael, 43, was also convicted on four counts of child endangerment amid the six-week trial. Six trial. He faces 15 to 25 years to life in prison. He will be sentenced on December 8, AB7, ABC7 News is reporting. What on God's earth? And then the boy's mother has filed a $200 million civil lawsuit against Michael Polina and several local officials. Your child is on the spectrum. What on God's earth would make you think it's okay to tell your child to go into the garage? 19 degree weather. Some people don't deserve to be parents. I'm sorry. And he's sleeping comfortably while his son is out there in misery. Can you imagine? Mm -hmm. That is not how you punish your child for whatever. You don't do that. A pregnant woman 
and her unborn baby found dead. Police found bodies in different locations. A missing pregnant, <clears throat> excuse me, a missing pregnant woman and her unborn baby were found dead in Missouri this week. Police found their bodies in two separate locations. During a Thursday news conference, the Benton Country Sheriff's Office confirmed the death of Ashley Bush. She was 31 weeks pregnant at the time. She was found dead on Thursday, and the body of her fetus, which police say she had named Valkyrie, Grace Willis, was found dead the day before. We have found Ashley Bush, who was murdered in our opinion, the sheriff said. We also found her baby, who is deceased as well. Bush, 33, was reported missing on Monday after she met a person who used the name Lucy to look for a job. The victim met the woman at a convenience store in Maysville, Arkansas, before she planned to go to a job interview 30 miles away in Bentonville with the woman. During their press conference, the sheriff's office said married couple Amber and Jamie Waterman had been arrested on first-degree kidnapping charges in the case, with more charges expected. This is just a reminder that there is evil in the world. People do evil things that someone would prey upon a pregnant woman at her most vulnerable state is unimaginable. That's the world we live in. Smith said the motive for the murders is unclear and the investigation is ongoing. I can tell you the motive for the murder. I don't, I don't think it's um, that much of a rocket sound situation. What I see, and I guess this is from watching Lifetime. This sounds like a Lifetime movie. Kidnap the woman to get the fetus so they can have a baby to raise. Period. Full stop. That's it. But things didn't work out right. Child died. They had to kill the mother. Take the child out. But the child did not survive. Because it's a preemie. Nine weeks short would have survived if it were in a, if it was incubated. Go adopt a child. You can't have a child. There are so many children waiting for adoption, waiting for a forever home, waiting to be loved. But instead, you kill this woman for her baby. That's it. I mean, they didn't even deserve to adopt a child because they're wicked. And they maybe still kill the child. There are some, yes, O'Neill, there are some people who are so desperate, desperate to the point that you would kill a pregnant woman, remove the fetus to raise this baby as their own. But my question is, you do that. Let us say they, they were successful in, um, the child with the child surviving how do they register this child for birth this child's birth don't they have to prove either adoption or birth the woman giving birth i don't know how does it work how does it work is it that you can just take up anybody's child and go register the picnic no it doesn't work like that Lock them up and throw away the key. That's it. Throw away the key. They don't, they don't need to be out. 
This world is evil. Men, you don't have to be married to the woman. You don't even have to um, be in a relationship with a woman who is carrying your child. But protect them, please. Look out for them. Pregnant woman, try your best as much as you can to be careful. She was meeting this person for a job. Imagine 31 weeks pregnant and looking about a job. And this is the end result. And people will pray on those whom they feel no one will miss or no one cares about them. Pay attention to certain questions people are asking you out there, folks. Pay attention. Because a lot of times people are asking you questions to use it as ammunition against you. We have to find a way to protect ourselves as much as possible. Everyone. A Boston doctor is behind bars after being arrested in child sex trafficking sting. Told undercover officer he's just not in the mood to get caught. Well, okay then. Anesthesiologist Sadiq Qureshi is facing an attempted sex trafficking charge after allegedly agreeing to pay $250 to have sex with an underage girl. The bust occurred after Quarisha responded to an online ad showing two 18-year-old women described as beautiful flowers. The undercover officer behind the ad told Quarisha that the teens were actually 12 and 14 years old. The officer also added that the two girls were available to have sex in exchange for money. Initially, Quarisha was hesitant to get involved with the girls, but eventually agreed to pay $250 for a sexual encounter. In one message, Quarisha calls the girls bluff and mentions that one of the girls isn't really 14. However, the undercover officer was able to sweet talk him back into the agreement. It's all right, I mean, you can pretend if you want, but that's why I keep it real. Quarisha then responds, Man, you're making things difficult. Seems like a fun experience. Just not in the mood to get arrested today. The doctor was arrested after he paid an undercover agent $250 for a room key at a Boston hotel. When he learned of the disturbing allegations, or when we learned of the, uh, of the disturbing allegations made against Dr. Kurishi, we immediately suspended his medical staff privileges. He has been placed on leave while we await further information from law enforcement. And that's according to the Tufts Medical Center. Okay, hold on a second. Let me back up here. The bust occurred after Quarisha responded to an online ad showing two 18-year-old women described as beautiful flowers. The undercover officer behind the ad told Quarisha that the teens were actually 12 and 14 years old. Okay, so they put out an ad saying these people are 18 years old, baited the person in, and then told them, told him that they're really 12 and 14. He should have walked away at that point. He should have walked away. But I see... Uh, go ahead, go, go ahead, go ahead. 
Go ahead, Javette. That's how, that's how they do the sex things. That is exactly how the police catch pedophiles. Right. Hmm. So, in all honesty, even though he said he didn't want to be arrested, he's still a pedophile. Right. Because it was in his mind already that he know he's doing something wrong. Yeah. So you have to coerce them, right? And say, no, nah, man, everything is going to be good. We're legit. But he's an anesthesiologist. Yeah. Can you imagine? Hmm. Mm -mm, let me. Mm -mm. <laughs> I know where you're headed now. When he's putting people. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be quiet. Yeah. So 18 year olds are legal. Right. But the problem is if they turn around and say to you, we're actually 12 and 14. Run. Run. Run like you never run before. Not even Bolt can catch you. You should realize that's a trap. And I would say to grown ass men, don't even mess with an 18 year old. I would say don't even go below 25. And I understand that some of these 12 and 14 year olds, they look way more developed than me and I'm almost 50. They have boobs like, okay. Their bodies are that of a grown-ass woman but look in their faces ask questions they will slip up you can ask certain questions and if something doesn't feel right it isn't run i can't tell y'all what to be attracted to but i would say protect your damn selves anybody who tell us that i'm at 18 i would go in the opposite direction chances are they're younger even 21 go in the opposite direction but it's not going to matter moments because that's what they're after. <sighs> so I'm here trying to protect them and they don't even want to protect themselves. Exactly. They can't protect a non-demonic person. They get what I said. So I make them steal, I make them get catch, I make them get thrown at jail. And <laughs> you get what I said? Take them off of the street. Because I'm nasty, and you will probably just see if our next child's life. You get me, I say. So, look at them the information. Yeah, them steal them, make them get catch, and make them get taken off of the street. So that the next child yeah, you're can right. grow up and live them life. You know what I mean? Without these predators after them. You're right, Afon. Let them get caught. Because I'm here looking out for them, saying, don't do this to yourselves. And a lot of them have families. A lot of them have children. That they would, and the funny thing is, they will kill somebody if the person messes with their child, but they're out here doing this to somebody else's child. Something, I guess we're, they're just perverted. You want to tell me a grown woman is not attractive to you? You have to resort to selfless, helpless children. Them t okay, so you like 18-year-olds. The minute them tell you, oh, you know, we're really 12 and 14, run. 
no matter what it, sweet talk you what could a 12 and 14 year old say to you to get you so interested a grown ass man if you're an anesthesiologist you, the, how old are you you can't be younger than 30 i'm thinking right you want to tell me that you can't see the the, the the headlights you don't see them coming towards you how can a 12 and 14 year old sweet talk you what would a 12 what can a 12 year old say to sweet talk you that you don't realize something is off here and that this may be a trap well you know what yes after me i agree with you catch them behind let them go sit on one side gonna take a quick break when we return caribbean corner so so deaf <laughs> you wanna dance i'ma make you dance you wanna move i'ma make you move true hill come on i got this feeling i can't turn it loose that somebody else getting next to you can't walk around like I was your fool <laughs> Cause being who I am, I can't lose my goose <laughs> My friends keep telling me about things going on But deep in my heart, babe, I hope that I'm wrong Somebody sleeping in my logged on to the quality music zone qmzradio.com thank you to everyone listening on johnnoradio.com thank you to everyone here with me on clubhouse this is where the conversation happens it is turned up tuesday playing yesterday's hits and today's favorite don't be a liar would you change your attire get a farm like hillshire with a honey like mariah escape to the ranch Ride the horse, then come back to the city, pushing the road road. Oh, you can have me when you want me. You simply ask me to be there. And you're the only one who makes me come running. you got is far beyond
tune in tonight to the Rose Solo Show, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on JanoRadio.com, QMZRadio.com, ViscosityBlend.com, FutureFM.net, and tune in on the FM dial, FutureFM 98.9 in the Bronx, Mount Vernon, and Westchester. Tonight, Rose Solo has special guest, Shauna. She is an author and speaker. Mary J. Blige, it's the Caribbean corner. Don't you dare go anywhere. Try my best and pray to God, he's in me. 
quality music while you work or play, log on to www.qmzradio.com for that good music to get you through your day. Download the Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. Thank you for tuning in to Coffee Until World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday. I need to, you know, I need to work on changing the script because I no longer go until 12. It's still 1 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, I need to work on updating. I have a lot of things to update today. Yeah, so I got to get that done. So we do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. There ain't no other way to explain it. Last night on Days After Dark, we spoke about real love versus fake love. If you missed that conversation and you are on Clubhouse, go ahead. Check out the club, Days After Dark. If you're online, check out johnorita.com. Go to podcasts and you will find that episode there. And now it is time for Caribbean Corner. Our Caribbean Corner Stories, courtesy of CaribbeanLoopNews.com. First up, whew, dogs eating dead babies never occurred in Jamaica, said Dr. Christopher Tufton. The health minister, Dr. Christopher Tufton, has asserted that a May 2018 incident in which the bodies of two newborn babies or neonates reportedly went missing from the Kingston Public Hospital and were later found among stray dogs in the vicinity of the downtown Kingston Hospital was a social media fix orchestrated by the People's National Party, the PNP. This argument from Tufton came as the latest dead baby scandal, this time with Tufton at the helm of the health ministry devolved into a political tracing match between the governing Jamaica Labour Party and the opposition PNP in the House of Representatives last Tuesday. While facing questions after delivering a statement in the House, Tufton appeared peeved when responding to a question posed by opposition leader Mark Golding about when he knew of a bacterial outbreak at the Victoria Jubilee Hospital that claimed the lives of 12 neonates over the summer. Whereas seven deaths were recorded in July, Tufton said he was only made aware of the situation at the end of August. He also did not alert Prime Minister Andrew Holness to the situation until October 26, the same day the media got wind of the issue. After Golding reminded Tufton that he was at the helm when the stray dogs supposedly ate the dead babies at KPH, Tufton quickly brushed the claim aside. I want to dispel another fallacy that the member has raised. This issue of dogs eating or having human carcasses in their mouths, I need you to check the facts to find out what actually transpired because it was an orchestrated attempt 
at creating an impression that actually never occurred in Jamaica, Tufton declared. It was a social media fix, and it was very unfortunate based on the source it came from, where the opposition is supposed to be responsible, and that source came straight out of your camp, Tufton told Golding. Tufton did not call names. The opposition leader quickly retorted and called on Tufton to withdraw the remark as it was made with absolutely no basis to back it up. Golding added that the matter was reported to the media and no attempts were made to refute it at the time. Following the latest situation involving dead babies, there were soon calls for Tufton to resign. The calls were in part due to the position taken by the JLP in 2015 when it was in opposition and 18 preterm babies died during a similar bacterial outbreak at Victoria Jubilee and Cornwall Regional Hospitals. As a result, then Minister of Health, Dr. Fenton Ferguson, was relieved of the health portfolio and reassigned to the Ministry of Labour by then Prime Minister Portia Simpson-Miller. But in closing ranks around Tufton of the latest incident, the JLP is insisting that the two situations are different. Tufton said, I think it is unworthy to compare what transpired in 2015 with 2022 because the circumstances can be so much different. And I'm trying to be very gracious because I don't want to appear to be politicized in public health. But that 2015 incident, for all sorts of reasons, generated significant anxieties around how the then administration was managing the situation. In our case, we discovered a problem, we fixed the problem, and that to me is the most important issue to consider. Um, a couple of things here. Well, I'll start. One thing. When it comes to the deceased, whether babies, neonates, adults, children, isn't there a weekly report that's done and sent off to the ministry? So I do believe there was some lack for the want of a better term because if something occurred over the summer how is it that the prime minister is only being made aware in October October 26 to be specific the same time the public is made aware I think that is unacceptable grossly unacceptable that's something that should have brought should have been brought forward over the summer as the first one happened the first one happened boom this is an this is an emergency situation you realize the reason for it happening the second one happened number 3 so at what point did the Ministry of Health think it necessary to raise awareness with the Prime Minister? For, for I understand it's your portfolio. I understand you're trying to manage it the best way. And I understand you're trying to um, not put too much on the Prime Minister's plate because he has to worry about his clerks. But this, in my opinion is of grave importance. 
summer, October, summer, October. And yes, while I will say you, you did the right thing by seeking the help of the Pan American Health Organization to come in because you realize it was beyond your scope. It still does not negate the fact that you dropped the ball. Why wait so long? And as much as you say you're trying not to politicize it, unfortunately, you fell into the trap that the PNP set. We, you know, what I would have done is quickly address the situation, highlight the situation, what was done to mitigate, and how present a POA as to how to move forward to prevent these occurrences. If there are certain measures are, that are supposed to be in place that are not in place, see to it that they're implemented. If you're not getting reports on a weekly basis, I suggest you start asking for reports from the KPH, from the Victoria Jubilee, from the University Hospital of the West Indies. These public health facilities, you need to have reports sent to you weekly. So that you can give an account every time you meet up, certain things are addressed quickly. We got work to do. And this is not a PNP JLP situation. Everybody's health is everybody's concern. You could have um, not, you know the opposition, how them stay already. We know how them stay. They're going to dry out. That's them job. I'm going to dry you out, like Portia Miller said, not dry me out. But they're going to do that. But, as I said, highlight, address, and put in your POA going forward. I'm not saying everybody has the answers. I'm not saying every situation is perfect. But by focusing on the issue and how to see to it that there is no reoccurrence, that's what should matter. Um, I can speak. Um, I, yeah, man, I, go ahead, O'Neill. Go right yeah, ahead. Yeah, I, th I think, um, uh, without getting political, I think everything is about morals and standards. Um, you have a, you have National Health Fund, you have CERA, because yeah, you have different regional bodies. You have boards that run the hospitals. You have, and this is, in other words, this is an, a second occurrence. So irrespective of which administration it happened under, so it would have happened under the PMP a couple of years ago. It's been repeated again. What it, what, it, what it speaks to, for me, not just at the ministerial level, but at the different management levels is negligence, right? Um, in terms of this has happened before. So you would have had precedence as to how to deal with a matter of this sort. Um, I don't know who has lost their job, and that's a question I want to. That's a question I want to ask, really. So if the minister is saying he shouldn't lose his job, who has lost their job? Who was negligent? What caused the bacteria outbreak? Why was the bacteria outbreak not? 
based on the fact that you have had one before, so you must have had precedence in terms of how to deal with the matter. So it's to me, it's the it's it's the chain of command and the responsibility, and the, the buck stops with the leader. He's the head. He's the minister. Who have you fired? Because my job, my, I would say, okay, I dealt the matter. I have fired X, Y, Z. I have put X, Y, Z in place. How can you? When him some find out in August? <laughs> over the summer. He, so he, it happened in July. It happened over the summer. Could be anywhere between June, July, August, right? But and he and the minister found out. So in July, with seven deaths. Okay, let me go back to that. Okay. No, seven right. deaths were recording in, recorded in July. Um, he said he was only made aware of the situation at the end of August. He mm -hmm. did not alert Prime Minister Andrew Holness to the situation until October 26th, the same day the media got wind of the issue. Yeah, so he only tell Andrew Ketogun and the media the need for the um, damage control. Right. So the, the other thing is, is it, how much babies died in total? Uh, let's go back here. Da, 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 and then, and, and the other question is, do were babies being, and they were, the babies died in August and September too, or is, is it that all the babies died up until the end of July? And Look, then. So we don't have okay. the exact breakdown as to, you know. Yeah, cause, no, because I mean, I'm just saying, if 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 babies were dying, if 18 baby die or etc. Okay, seven I'm sorry. Hold on, O'Neill. 12 neonates over the summer, seven deaths recorded in July. So the remaining five would have happened between July and August. And he okay, and oh wow. So, but here's the thing, O'Neill. If he doesn't fire anybody. To some degree, I cannot blame him. And here, here's why I'm saying that. Were, what, what, what's the protocol that's in place? What's the, what are the procedures? What are the reporting mechanisms that they have in place? If there's nothing in place, who then do you hold responsible? Yourself, right? Yeah, but, but, but I'm saying, I mean, I have a little idea of what happens in the, I mean, yeah, you have different bodies because where my office was in New Kingston, you have Southeast Regional Health Authority, which governs all the hospitals in the Southeast region, which includes, I think, all the hospitals between St. Thomas, Portland, Kingston, um, Spanish Town, the southern side of the island, southern, southeast, right. So I don't think it touched the, the ones in Portland. And there's another body. But all the hospitals that would have been from like St. Thomas back into St. Catherine is under that regional authority. That health authority, or health authority reports into, it's a part of this part of the Ministry of Health, but they report, so they have levels. Right. Then, but, so each hospital has a board. Mm -hmm. And you have a you have a you have a medical officer responsible for the hospital. Those people report into the regional authority. Regional authority reports into the the, the minister's office, right? Um, as far as I know, hospitals keep daily and weekly reports. They can't have debts and don't have reports and catalogation of information. Um, the fact that seven deaths happened because of a bacteria outbreak. This is not the first it's happening. That's what I'm saying. 
it happened before. And irrespective of not talking politics, a minister lost his job before over a similar situation. Um, the situation was dealt with back then because babies never continued to die. The situation reoccur, right? Which means the, the staff at KPH and the same exact hospital it happened to <laughs> prior, right? You must have had a way of how to do it. There must be a system in place. There should have been a system in place to deal with bacterial outbreaks. There must be alert in this. It shows negligence all over, which is why I said somebody must have, somebody must lose their job. And if it if, if it is as you said a while ago that the reporting structure there was nothing put in place, as governance, as the minister, as somebody running the whole system, it means you. For people saying, oh, but he's not a medical doctor, but he has not put systems in place to ensure, is you know, that fire, fire. Where's that alert system? Right. You know, it, it shows negligence all over. Somebody has the responsibility, so, you know. Sad. And at the end of the day, the responsibility falls on his shoulders, right? Now... Who does he have around him as a team that responds to him and see, because as you just pointed out, he's not a medical doctor, right? If he's not familiar with the protocol that happens in medical facilities, he should be made familiar. And you don't even have to be familiar. Certain things are just common sense, in my opinion, but I don't have a, a doctorate, so what do I know? You know, I'm a college dropout. What do I know? Listen, this is crazy. Um, I know it. I know it's been used as a political football, um, and it, it's obvious that the, the PMP, um, because sometimes how you know, oh, you oh, you just fire the minister, fire this one, and the truth is, if that's the precedence that is set. Then he should be fired. If, if, because if you have a, if the police commissioner, if you fire the previous police commissioner because crime go over 90%, mm. if you have a football team, you may have a coach, and there is a standard at which the coach gets fired. The next coach that comes and fails has to get fired. Mm-hmm. You can say, oh, that coach will get fired because nine goals score against a team. Um, nine goals score against me, but remember somebody one man shot. A nine-goal score. It has to be a level play field, irrespective, yeah, because yeah. I think they are playing with people's lives, both sides of the coin, because what nobody... Or, guess what? Compensate the mothers. You can't compensate. They can't bring back the babies. But pay for them pain and suffering, suffering and, and, and all of these stuff. They're not going to do that, Anil. What are you asking for? You're asking for too much. Please. You really think they're going to do it when you consider the, the income bracket for the for the most part that relies on these facilities? Well, take a fire then. Well, take a fire then. Yeah, and go sit on one side. And go put on your bike shots and go and do some biking. Yeah, I agree. And that is why I said it falls back on him. That really... Because it is your responsibility to see to it that certain things are in place and history is there for a reason. 
we, the, the, the thing is not to have a repeat of certain things. That's it. But as usual, when it comes to those who can't afford private health care, you're going to get the, the low end of the stick. But I can't say what I really want to say, but you're going to get the low end of the stick. And that's how it has been for, for decades. That's how it is like that globally. The lower you are down on the economic scale is the less attention you are going to get. Because guess what? The man up here, so we have to take care of him. You know, him have the money. We have to look after him. You know, the money, man. Just hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There. When is that thinking going to change? When are we going to force our political representatives to change the way they think? Turn it upside down and start. Care about the people at the bottom and then you work your way up. You have to do that. And the same in the same breath, he's going to say that all Jamaicans have a right to the highest standard of health. So why aren't we delivering it? Guys, a lie. Right? So all Jamaicans, including members of key populations and vulnerable groups, have the right to the highest standard of health. Minister of Health and Wellness, Dr. Christopher Tufton, made the assertion on Monday during a courtesy call from UNAIDS Executive Director Winnie Bian Yima. And I hope I did not butcher her name. Let me just call her Winnie. Health should be universal. The right to health for all is a fundamental principle that must drive service delivery in HIV care and treatment, the minister said. One health for all. We subscribe to that principle and therefore universal access to treatment and care for all persons living with HIV in Jamaica continues to be a, a priority of the, minister, of the Ministry of Health and Wellness. As efforts to enhance equity in service delivery continue, improvement in HIV prevention, care, and treatment outcomes have been observed. More patients are accessing and being retained in care, and since 2017, lost to follow-up numbers have lowered considerably. Of significant note, too, is that the island has succeeded in improving viral suppression from the low 50s in 2018 to 75% in 2022. So while you are, I get it, you have to highlight the, the ops, you, ha you have to do it. It's politics, right? But whilst you're saying that all Jamaicans, including members of key populations and vulnerable groups, have the right to the highest standard of health, are we seeing to it that that is the case? And I want to say no. I'm going to say no. And you're probably going to say, how can you say that? Well, let us look at the drain that's happening with nurses. We're understaffed significantly. Why? Because we are not paying them to keep them. You can't expect people to give 110%, but you're only giving 50%. You can't expect that those who work in public service come to you with their grouses 
because what them take home can match up to the the cost of living and they're just asking for an increase and you ignore them and you drag them out and you drag them out and you drag it out and drag it out and drag it out so we need to address the issue of human resources we that's one thing because if you have enough nurses on a shift guess what all the patients will be attended to with care and compassion there is no compassion in nursing in jamaica if you ask me because people stress out and tired and can but are too many people for manage at one time too many people on the roster so it starts with human resources minister of health respectfully we gotta start there we burn out our nurses we burn out our teachers we burn out the police force we burn out people in the public sector and we don't want to pay them we keep telling them hold on hold on hold on for what for what for what what for what land van people can only take so much you can't get them basket for carry water and that is why you have a drain that is why nurses are happy to leave to go to the u.s to go to canada to go to the uk to go to the cayman islands because it is better for them there what are you planning to do about that how are you going to plug that leak by carrying other person from overseas to work Instead of paying them own people, they deserve. They might bring other people from overseas for work. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna have to pay them people there. Very good. Because I'm gonna have left them country to go to the next country to get scraps. And can't afford out nowhere for the rest of them head when they're gonna do these work or whatever it is. So just pay your own people them what them deserve. Good money. Meet basic needs. People can't meet them basic needs. It doesn't make no sense. When I got work from, I can't meet my, meet my basic needs. That doesn't make no sense. A dual thing. And they don't understand that. And they feel for understanding. These are the same people who come up with things and, oh, police wear body cam. And they check it out. They don't monitor for make sure so the police are wearing body cam. You see what I say? They don't monitor for make sure say, oh, these facilities are carried out and do the proper work and what they're supposed to do and uh, meet the needs of the public. They don't do none of these things. A waste of time. So, yeah, what? Well, instead of they and away from government, we just have to do what we have to do. If it means to jump on a plane and go to a different country and go make life, yeah, we're willing to do that. You know what I mean? And they can call it whatever they want to call it because a joke thing. I'm telling already, government just come for make money and get benefits and make sure say so, yo for them future well secure and uh, and them kids them future well um, secure and that's all it is. You know, they don't care about the people and, and that's just how government is. You know, granted um give thanks for the few where I do certain things, you know what I mean? I try to take people needs and in, in, in you know, um I try to help people and stuff like that. I'm good, sir. All right. JLP PNP talk of records and housing ahead of local government polls.
The question of which of the two major political parties locally has done a better job of providing housing solutions for the Jamaican people is taking center stage ahead of local government elections, which are due by February 2023. On Friday, the People's, Nationals Part- the People's National Party's spokesman on housing and sustainable living, Floyd Morris, defended his party's record in this area. He even defended the controversial program for resettlement, Integrated Development Enterprise, Operation Pride. Morris was speaking in the Senate as he made his contribution to the State of the Nation debate. By Sunday, the Minister with Responsibility for Information, Robert Morgan, who is also the Jamaica Labour Party MP for Clarendon North Central, charged that Prime Minister Andrew Holness had opened more houses for Jamaicans than any other Prime Minister. He also took a swipe at the PNP, which he described as chalk, while referring to the governing JLP as cheese. As he pointed out, what he described as the many accomplishments of the JLP housing solutions being chief among them. Them talk about house. Them said them build house support people. Never seen a PNP minister or prime minister open as much house as prime minister Andrew Olness. Make a look on the facts them, said Morgan. He cited that when the JLP retook the reins of government in February 2016, the National Housing Trust, NHT, built 1,859 houses that year. The first time, well, it's not 2017, we got 3,000 houses for the year. 2018, we got over 5,000 houses for the year. 2019, over 6,000. And the Prime Minister has now announced that we are going to build 70,000 also people who contribute to the NHT. PNP are chalk and JLP are cheese. For his part, Morris not only defended the PNP's record in housing, he went further by defending Operation Pride that was established by former Prime Minister P.J. Patterson in 1994. His tone was more measured as he acknowledged that the various political administrations had over the years implemented diverse housing projects to improve the living conditions of Jamaicans. He presented what he called a sample of projects implemented by PNP administrations. Let us never forget that it was the right excellent Norman Manley in the 1950s that introduced the first set of housing schemes in the island. Mona, Hope Pastures and Harbour View are among these seminal achievements. Thousands of Jamaicans owned their homes through this housing initiative. Indeed, these housing developments triggered the establishment of a new middle class in Jamaica. Morris told the Senate that in the 1970s, the Venerable and uh, the Venerable Michael Manley triggered the housing transformation in Jamaica. Can we stop this? This is a type of politics I would like for us to move away from. And I understand. Everybody have to bring to the table what them achieve and try to outshine the other one because they are trying to get the vote. I understand. But I want to ask a question to the JLP. You took the reins in February 2016. In 20... And in 2016, you built 1,859 houses. I want to ask a question. When were those plans drawn up? Were they drawn up while you were in office or prior to your being in office? 
question number one. What, how long does it take for parish council to pass the architectural drawings and the infrastructural? Because uh, there's no way you can get up and uh, uh, there's no way you can get up and say, well, we went in February, we were able to have the, um, the architectural designs done, had them passed, got the houses built in the same year. It, the process had to have started before. And I'm just being fair. Morning. Good morning, <laughs> James. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're thinking along the same line because things in Jamaica take at least three to four years. So any, any of those houses that from between 2016 to 2020, it would have to be in the works already. So that's why I was, I was laughing and I'm like, are they really going to take credit for something that was, you know, in the works already? You know, because you can't get up in one year and, and do, you know, do and, and do like a project like that. You know, they, 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 they have to lay out like sewage system. They have to lay out all of these stuff that take years. So, yeah, just politics, tribal politics. <laughs> but, but what I should say, though, like the, the, the Mona housing that is the the, the, the the best housing, um, government housing in Jamaica history. Because the last time I went up by Mona, those houses now are valid like over 60 million Jamaican dollars. Because um, people, tran because the lands, the, the, the lands were so huge, people built around them. And it's like all mansions on them now. So th those houses were, were really good. And, and I used to have like, a family member that I remember when they were like, um, one of my uncle was getting one to buy for about fifty thousand um, dollars back in the days, and he never, he never have the money for buy it. And now, when you go up there, sixty million dollar. So yeah, they were they were really good. Okay. Yeah, I know the process takes a while, James. That's why I I was able to like uh, hold on. <laughs> I know how it is with um, parish council. You present your your drafts, your architectural drawings, and them, you know, them look at it and, and then push back and say you need this and you need that, and there's a lot of back and forth with them sometimes. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna leave that right there. And sorry, moment. And NHT is one of the NHT is supposed to. Be be independent by now like i don't think the governments like should be in and out and taking credit like they should have their own board and, and do their own because you know the politics always mess with stuff like that because nhc's are good one of the best thing that um who started it manly yes norman manly yeah that that's one of the best thing um in, in jamaica the best thing trust me even though it don't work the same for everybody but it, it's it's a it's a really an amazing program, and I believe that they the same way like I said the other day like um the transport authority should be independent, um housing trust should be independent too because from from the nineteen sixties with the the JOS bus sixties seventies JOS bus till till um the what what do one them what them used to call Chichi and go all the way up to now. Politics always mash up transportation system. 
and it does the same for housing. So I feel like they should, the, the politicians should come together and make those independent so that um, when parties change, it don't really affect um, what's going on in those in those um, organizations because they are too important to Jamaica. Like NHT and the Transport Authority is too important to have like political interference because, you know, that's why um, the JUTC thing mash up now because, you know, PMP in power and them lose and then JLP put for them people in there and, you know, people have to go in and hustle because they may know how long they are going in power and they mash up the system. So they should be independent. Yeah. All right. Um, online portal for Jamaicans going overseas for short-term visits. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Foreign Trade will be introducing an online portal for the registration of Jamaicans who are traveling overseas for short-term stays. The portal, to be up soon, will establish a database on Jamaicans' overseas travel and assist in strengthening the country's capacity for an effective response in emergencies. Portfolio Minister Senator Kamina Johnson-Smith made the announcement during her contribution to the State of the Nation debate in the Senate recently. She noted the portal is critical in the face of an increasing number of emergency situations, such as worsening natural disasters, pandemics, episodes of civil unrest, acts of terrorism, and human trafficking. Medonwid Gonsang vows DeMarco and urges other entertainers to stop singing killing songs. Acknowledging that some elements of music promote murders and the use of guns, Dancehall Sing J. DeMarco has vowed to stop using his songs to promote such violent acts. In fact, the artist is imploring his colleague entertainers in the music industry to also stop promoting violence in Jamaica. I wish every dancehall artist, including myself, will stop singing killing and gun songs. Amen, posted DeMarco on his official Instagram page on Sunday. However, the Love My Life Sing Jay is contending that music alone is not the cause of crime and urged the leaders of the country to look into themselves. The views of the dancehall veteran came on the heels of last month's ban by the Broadcasting Commission of Jamaica on the playing of songs glorifying scamming, molly and guns. There have been long contentious debates on whether music, particularly dancehall, is a major contributing factor to crime and violence locally. Jamaica has recorded 1,294 murders since the start of the year. I think last week was the bloodiest with 30th, with 39 sorry, murders in one week. Wait, repeat that number? <laughs> 1,000 what? 1,294 murders since the start of the year, and last week alone, the worst was 39 in one week wow and that's just people being um what you call it seeking out vengeance and reprisals yep yeah it a thousand plus murders for the year is pretty common and consistent in jamaica that's common if you wow. if you check the ratio going back yeah we have a thousand plus murder every year every year yeah Watching news, you see them on. Been that way. Yep. Yeah. Well, I watch when um, the new year come, and then I was about January or so. The matter about the death toll. I said, "What? The month? What? The year just started?" I did a thousand. So it's a, it's a regular thing. 
All because we're ignorant set of people who don't know how to settle conflicts reasonably. Everything is about vengeance. That's what it's all about. We're an angry people. But I don't know why we sing the song One Love. I don't know. I really don't know why. Because the song and what's going on, them, them not correlate at all. Sorry. Yeah, I, I think the first time we hit a thousand was 1980. And from 1980, like, that's been it. Can't, can't leave a thousand. From the, that bloody election, um, I think there was like, like something like 800 murder like in, in, a, in, in about six months, 1980 election. And from that, yeah, we just 1,000 every year. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So recognizing his lyrics may have had some impact on the situation. DeMarco, whose real name is Colin DeMar Edwards, implored his colleagues in the industry, let us stop promoting killing each other and promoting making money together and promote making money together um let's see if they are willing to do their part and stop promoting killing and drugs and rape and anything like that let us see if there will be a change he did say they're not the major contributing factor to crime and violence locally he said that so he's not blaming the dance hall industry. He's not doing that. But he recognizes that there is some responsibility to be um, borne by that. All right. It, it is. All right. No. Um, Tamali. No, sorry. Not Tamali. Um, uh, young boss. Um, intense. Yeah, intense. And even other artists. Um, What's going on? and all Monday. Right now, the, on the, the scammer Monday. Right now, the new thing are the music. So, they move from killing. Well, they don't move from the killing, but they still have it in, as well as them start adding this Mali thing you now. Risking, you know, that will Mali, Mali, Pop, Mali, Mali, Mali. And then you have intense you now. New thing are Guzudong, you know. So they get them say, oh, Guzudong, Wobia. He even put out a, a new video where I show him that the graveyard and he put uh, uh, like a basically an ex from one of them call of them, uh, you know, and he make all the money and he must say, yeah, in the bedroom is a cemetery and, you know, and he must show him a rub up with the rum and he have a skull. You know, an attack, and I mean, <laughs> so I just the thing there right now. Oh, you get boy. me? And yeah, and that's why you see here they must say the kids um, at the school, everybody at about them have on thing they ring, guard ring, and guard yeah, ring you always debout. And when car tells you, I was asking about guard ring. What's a guard ring? What does a guard ring look like? Basically, a ring where uh, uh, like a uh, uh, warrior man, you know. You to protect you. Uh, yeah. Ring with magic. Yeah. So you bring the ringo and them, uh, you know, you pay them, pay them a thing, and they uh, come to them, them say them bless them, do whatever to the ring. You know what I mean? And yeah. Even, only uh, remember, remember the policeman when he ox. Remember ox? 
Yeah, man. I'm bigger yeah. for the have one too. Yes, yeah, because <laughs> they must say. And Trinity, Trinity they have one too. Yeah, because they must say, one at a time, some money want to kill Ox and, you know, the ring start burning and all kind of stuff. So, people really, I'm, I'm not going to say it might not real, because the type of thing thing that kind of real, the spirituality and all the powers work and all them something there. When you have negative energy, good energy, isn't but as I said, them not sing about that from a long time. Carter has a sing about it. And you might have one or two people as they talk about it, but it reached to us on a level now where almost every pit of the school have it. <laughs> you see what I say? Yeah. And that's the thing reached now because one of them you you they are sing about oh my guzzodong and my guzzodong and my chop the line and you know have two mean? words after. I'm as a judge. Got you. I have two words, fully dance. Exactly, cause that right now you have an artist I that them say, oh, fully dunks, I'm a love it. I that the thing that right now you couldn't call a man fully dunks. I'm mad, I fight, I want to fight. You call a man fully dunks, your no, face yeah. I get tear off. No, the man must say, oh, my fully dunks. I fully dunks the thing there, but fully dunks. I'm going to say a judge. So, you know, it, 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 music really does as a big influence, especially for them little youth, yeah, when I have a mind of them own. Because as some see, you don't have a mind on your own if you can listen to a music and, and when I listen to music, a music where I talk about work hard and work for what you want and then because something like that. You know what I mean? Uplifting. Good, yeah, uplifting music and say John no Star, the boss boy move away about I just saw the things that better must come. You know what I mean? And and then because something like that. Me now go but oh Hi, hi, how you doing? This is Mark Jones and uh, you just want... No, we don't do them something there. You know what I mean? We don't do them something there. We don't go, go kill no man. We don't talk about who oh, want to link no man in a bush for getting a ring. None of them because something there. What me and watch we're around lost. Go. We're lost, Afro. We're yeah, lost. Yeah, you see me as well? Because they don't have no mind of them own. They use them, they use them different. Yeah. We don't know what's going on. They use them different. They're too easy for, for, for follow. Too easy for father and my father pure foolishness and I get themselves in a problem. <laughs> well, I would say, I would say, I, yeah, I'm not gonna negate the fact that um, music is very influential, but I still stick to it that music is less than point zero 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 one percent of the the problem in Jamaica. Everything that you list there, Afro, been going on in Jamaica. The 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 obia, the the guard ring, it just wasn't so prevalent where people was bold enough to come out and 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 um and talk about it i always tell people the music the art reflect the struggle of what is going on in the country so if you listen to dancehall right they're gonna sing about um the scamming which been going on before they start make music about it the killing the 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 the, the gallus mentality of have one hundred women and all of these all of these things been going on before um it reflect into the music then you have the rest of them will sing about struggles right the rest of them want to sing about no struggle if struggle never they are go another country right the the rest of them are burn out the government so it's the same thing so the art gonna reflect the struggles and everything that's going on it's just that it's done. A little different in dancehall than in reggae. So I really want them to stop singing all this gun tune and all of these things. 
because I know when they stop seeing the gun show and the crime rate is not gonna fall. <laughs> so if everybody feel like, as I said, music is influential, but if everybody feel like it's the music, I wonder what unemployment, the ghetto living, the lack of um, opportunities and all of those stuff, what the percentage of that that cause crime, directly related to crime. That's what I want to know. So I want to stop singing the music and everything. And then, you know, and, and what I want, because I see this prime minister love push chronics and those things. Chronics and those rasta is your biggest fear because when the music start lick and people start think, then those people have the party inside riot against the government. So, yeah, man, more Rasta music to show what is really going on. Show up, show them up because they're really not doing their job. So, as I said, music is influential. It's not the problem. And I really want them to stop singing th those songs. I don't even like them anyway. But just to show that the crime rate not going to fall even when you remove that from out of the society because you haven't changed anything really. And all those things been going on. People been a rear gathering. <laughs> Cartel been a rear gathering from before him even sing about it. People before him been a rear gathering. People been have skull. People been a go obia man. You know? So it's just that these kids nowadays, because the scamming is so prevalent now, and they're doing whatever they think they're doing to protect themselves or make money and rub up in an aisle where they get it from it not just come out of the it's, it's been part of our culture but nobody spoke about it but as the generation um keep turn people just get more bolder mm. and that's just it all right thank you gentlemen mm. thank you so much tsunami of diabetes the story courtesy of the jamaica observer one of Jamaica's foremost epidemiologists, Dr. Julia Roporto, says with data showing that more than half of Jamaicans are overweight and obese, the island is being set up for a tsunami of diabetes, which will sweep present and future generations. Our statistics are going in the wrong direction, and we want to ensure that the message goes out, not just to the general population, but we want the message to be about and from our children as well. Our statistics are showing that our children and adolescents are becoming more and more affected by diabetes. According to Dr. Ro Porter, health officials are flagging the disease as a major public health issue during November, which is being observed as Diabetes Awareness Month. Drilling down to the risk factors for the general population and children for type 2 diabetes, which is the most common Reporter said 54% of Jamaicans are overweight and obese, while more than 70% have insufficient resources to access safe, adequate, and nutritious food. And 4 out of 5 or 82% report low levels of physical activity. But Jamaicans were usually very physical. We dance a lot. We run a lot, especially children. So we've stopped dancing and we've stopped running and stopped playing. We use, well, I don't know. Go ahead. 
them not them not feed the kids them right um in terms of and it was just funny funny enough it was just other day oh, sorry morning 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 prezi <laughs> oh god it was just other day i was looking at it and i was saying to people that you know the more um the more i'd say we transition into the different generation is the more we see the changes of you know the 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 the, the foods um over a period of time you know so for example when you know when i was growing you know it was far different from when my parents were growing and my grandparents were growing so I, for, for the most part you'd never have you didn't, you didn't you weren't exposed as much to certain um you know you know meals or certain kind sweets and all of that you know some things that essentially contributes to you know um you know diabetes and certain 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 ailments so and and as you mentioned as it relates to you know the inactivity um you know even say for example you know kids you know do run up and down and so on you know the the, the bag of sugar where where, where, where where most of them essentially feed one and have easy access to for the most part that is the higher that i think that is most problematic than anything else because I mean yeah you can really run up and down and whatever but at the same time you still have to ensure that you know your your litter especially in this day and age trust me you need to ensure say yo your kids are being you know supplied with the proper nutrients and not necessarily you know all of them genetically modified and them bioengineered and whatever it is you understand because it's it's almost like you know, you will constantly have that issue regardless. So even if you you say, boy, you know, you try for you know, um, continue being active and all of that, but still at the same time, you're still ingesting some of these, you know, meals and all of that and the candy or whatever. Because the thing about it, you know, the the sugar, you know, is I mean, I'm look on it as one of the more. I think it's more. It's probably more addictive than even crack cocaine. Understand, especially for kids. So it's like kids just get a little taste of it, and it's like that's it. That is all the more feed pan. So the overconsumption of these things, uh, that are the biggest factor. And I think at this, so it becomes even more problematic to mm. deal with. Okay, thank you, Percy. There is this. Um, I started follow. I forgot the name of him, but I started following him on TikTok. He has a farm in Jamaica, hydroponic farm. And I, oh, you mean the, the athlete with the yes, farmer? Yes. So I'm here thinking, right? Everybody can find a pail or something, cup of pail, cup of paint pan, board a button. I'm, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, I forgot to go buy a fancy flower pot and what have you. You can find a rice bag, you can find um, something. Everybody can grow something, whether it's in a pot, if you don't have much of a backyard, you can grow one lettuce, you can grow um, some tomato, you, something. So we can start making excuses. That's what I'm driving at. And nice. I understand Kalalu, Kalalu, Kalalu. That grow, I think Kalalu, if you don't ask me, that grow wild sometimes. Yeah, wild Kalalu. Yeah. Right? So there are things that we can do 
we cannot just say, boy, all we can afford is this, this, and that. But what are you doing for yourself to be self-sufficient? When you, when you um, use tomatoes and you have the seeds, some people throw them out and you see them growing. Put them in a pot. And if everybody grows something and you can exchange amongst yourselves. In the country parts, many people do that. They exchange things with each other. Somebody will carry some white yam, come give you. You might carry some breadfruit off of your tree, go give somebody else. Somebody pull up some carrots out of them ground, them carrot, come give you. People shared things. People grew things and shared things. Vegetables and fruits. I remember the days when my father would be going to Kingston. Him have boxes, pack out for this, 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 that and the other. When it's breadfruit time, everybody I get them breadfruit. You know, you, you get um your oranges and it, it's there. You you share. When yam ready, people I get them yam. You have to do these things. Get back to that. Stop running the supermarket for everything. And yes, we were healthier then. But no, everybody foreign minded. Everybody want things from foreign. And I'm going to say this to the people who are shipping stuff down to Jamaica. Look at what you're shipping. True, true. Look at what you're shipping down there. You're shipping sugar. And if, if this generation coming behind us, they're less active, how are we helping them by sending them sugar? Understand everybody want the fruit loops and the apple jacks and everybody want the pop tarts and the Oreo cookies for them have parent things. But how are we truly helping them? I remember Rastaman said this years ago, foreign things bring foreign problems. And it is true. It brings foreign problems that we are not prepared to take on. And everything comes from foreign good feel. Look at the crisis we have here in this country. Life expectancy has been cut short in the U.S. And a lot of it is attributed to lifestyle. And what does that lifestyle involve? It includes what we eat, lack of exercise. You realize that? So that's how we love foreign that we take on the same mentality of Jamaica. We feed ourselves things that are not healthy and then we not exercise. It, from, I'm thinking back. My time, when somebody was, an, you know, bigger, them still did healthy. They walk a lot. Them dance a lot. They weren't, even though you, you might look and say they're obese, they were not. They were just healthy. Them eat good. They had them lettuce and tomato, no matter how the chicken maga or if they had no meat. Them had some vegetable, could I want cucumber? Something was in the plate. Fruits, same thing. Yeah, some people all walk past your yard, and if if one orange hang over them, I pick your orange. If your mango hang over them, I pick your mango. Ripe bananas. We don't have any reason why we're like this, Jamaica. We can do better. Stop worrying about God dance and worry about what you're putting on your belly because next thing you're going to pass out in the dance because you're not having the right nutrients. 
the mindset moments, the mindset. You always say everything you thought was it. Oh, you say, I remember back in the days, and you talk about country, and the mindset, different moments. You get me? I say, yeah, it's <laughs> just a mindset, yo. And it's like people are changed with the times, and it's like they might change with the times for like the wrong reason. You get me? I say, they might get out of healthy habits and are going to some unhealthy habits, you get me? And when we are saying things are yard, you see me, what kind of sweetie? Come up, look on you, some nephew, you know, my cousin, and sometimes wife, I say, oh, can I put like a candy? I'm saying, no, put what kind of candy? You know, on a candy store, I want a food, I say, you see me, I say, food, I say, so them can eat and other little stuff. I say, no candy, go get none of them, because them, them, they were, I even talk to them, my sister, yo, stop giving them the most sweetie, 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 sweetie. Stop it. You get me, I say? So, and well, she tell me, say, yeah, man, sometimes, I say, no, I don't give them no sweetie, none at all. I do that something. So, what I say, boy, not, not one sweetie, they don't get. Come on, I run, when I run them joke there, you get me, I say? Can I make and, a suggestion to you, Afbo? Yeah, sure. When you're sending the canned goods, check the sodium content. Yeah, I don't need to start the for real. Check, Check the sodium the, the, yeah. content because that now can cause another issue. Yeah, I really High think blood pressure. So let us, and even for ourselves, let us check the labels. Sometimes we do it but not all the time. Sometimes we check, even my wife do it sometimes too. We look and see what I eat and it's all right. Because right now, as we say, foreign, foreign thing. Yo, we you know what? Yo, it's like not no safe again. No, it's you not. I mean? One at a time, I say, yo, come here, we can't eat food again. <laughs> you know, uh, you, you know, look at chocolate ice cream, them. Look at chocolate yeah. um, ice cream sandwich. No, me, I hear say, um, uh, uh, acetone? Acetone? Something is in them. Yeah, it, and our uh, next up, I say, geez, uh, they look at um, ice cream sandwich. That. I mean, I said, yo, come let me have to start breathing, just a ton of breath at here, and I wouldn't want to just breathing here, here. And then I said, well, then again, then I run for spray the chemtrail in the ear, so oh, the ear I can't take in, you know? Yeah, but, a joke, mids. Yeah, but um, Prezi made a good point. A lot of food produced or used, consumed in the U.S., are banned in a couple of countries yes that is true yeah we, true true just this year we spoke about the issue with mexico and the u.s and kellogg's there are things that are banned in, even bread the ingredients used to make some breads here in the u.s are not used in other countries not at all so yeah, africa the same why, oh, why are we doing that to ourselves why is the fda allowing us to consume things that are not good for us i mean i get it because they work in tandem with the pharmaceutical industry there because if go. something comes up then guess what you have to go to the doctor and guess what the doctor is going to do going to prescribe and we are of the mindset that a prescription is the only key to restoration and to recovery when the truth is a prescription creates more problems you ever listen to these commercials for pres for prescription drugs make us and, they, and they're telling you a long list of side effects and then at the very end may cause death 
disclaimer. Disclaimer, Prezi. Disclaimer. Yo, when I'm younger and, and, and I have cable, I may watch the ads. I'm not around for laugh. A pure love means love, like real talk. Come here, say, what kind of medication that? So, me, I'm an idiot, and if I take this, this may cause death. Better, I'm better still, my idiot, then, man. You know what I mean? A joke thing, and, and every time you turn, you see something new commercial. Right now, them have a new one that take place now with, I guess, Marines who used to stay at Camp, some camp. Camp Lejeune. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, did you stay, were you a Marine? Did you used to stay at Camp Lejeune? <laughs> uh, well, you may be compensated for, I mean, I say, John, again? I mean, I say, oh, my, you are different. <sighs> Yes, why are different moments, but now like, why are yeah. different? So, and, and as I said, the same thing where they wanna like the, the thing where it take place where um the here and Mexico are the same thing. The same KLX box and everything, but the ingredients are different. And some and some of these countries realize it and say, hey, no, but now what kind of conflicts that with benzene or whatever you want to call it, but this can't come to our country. Yeah, you but have as to I say, do that. It's all done. It's all done by design. By design. Everybody work hand in hand. All right, me I go get them people. They're sick, and then when them get sick, they go come to Yaso and they make money, and the, and the money just go circulate within us because that's how we're gonna make a billion. Yeah. So we have because we are aware we want to do right by those whom we are supporting and helping. So again. I will say to those overseas when shipping stuff to your family in the Caribbean, please be careful what you put in those boxes. And I'm not saying not to put a treat here and there, but do not let that barrel or that box be filled with things with high sodium content and nothing but sugar. That is not helping. All right. Okay. Next up, a street vendor thrilled as two daughters graduate from the University of the West Indies. Over the last 25 years, Elizabeth Jennifer Williams was shot once and robbed multiple times as she tried to eke out a living in the gritty corporate era streets and send her five daughters through school. Last week, when two of her daughters graduated from the University of the West Indies in Mona, it was validation that despite the dangers, the risk was worth it. She said, them never have no father to stand up for them. Them father run for any responsibility. So I have to stand up for them myself. I'm going to want them worse off than no other people will live with their mother and father. Her two youngest daughters, Aisha and Crystal Bell, graduated from the U University of the West Indies with degrees in psychology and liberal studies, respectively. Crystal, the only sister who participated in the graduation ceremony, expressed pride in her achievement. But she is equally proud of her mother, who she has observed making many sacrifices over the years to ensure they could keep hope alive for a better life. I am very happy for this woman and her struggles and her commitment and her determination to carve out a different life for her children. But for one minute, I'm going to turn to those who shooter and rubber why would you do that to somebody who's on the same damn level as you trying to make it out the difference is them choose to hustle but you choose to rob them what's wrong with us 
She's struggling for feed her, pitna them for feed herself, for take care of pitna them. You're from the same community and got turning under the store. This is sad, really sad. How to identify a pedophile? Five warning signs. Story courtesy of StLucia.LoopNews.com. Last week, many St. Lucians took to social media to express their utter disgust when the news broke that a police officer was charged with having sex with a minor. Anyone can be a pedophile, so identifying one can be very difficult, especially because most pedophiles are initially trusted by the children they abuse. They can be male or female, rich or poor, employed or unemployed, religious or non-religious, highly educated or non-educated. Or from any race. So here are five of the most common signs of pedophilia that can help you safeguard your child from befriending a monster. Look for signs of grooming. Grooming refers to the process by which a pedophile gains the trust of a child and occasionally the trust of the parents as well. Over the course of months or even years, a pedophile will gradually become a trusted family member volunteering to babysit, take the child shopping or on trips, or spend time with the child in various ways. Many pedophiles will not start molesting a child until they have established trust. They will frequently utilize a variety of games, tactics, activities, and words to gain a child's trust and deceive them. These include keeping secrets. Secrets are valuable to most children, because they are perceived as adult and a source of power. Sexually explicit games, caressing, kissing, touching, sexually suggestive behavior, exposing a child to pornographic material, coercion, bribery, flattery, and worst of all, affection and love. Be aware that the goal of these approaches is to isolate and confuse your child. Number two, unusual interest in child activities. One of the most obvious signs of pedophilia is an adult's intense interest in child activities. Most molesters like to spend their time as if they were children rather than engaging in adult-oriented activities. Their hobbies may appear childish, such as playing with cars or planes and collecting toys. The setting in which they live or spend time is frequently decorated in a childlike fashion, even if they have no children, which can appeal to the victim's age and sex. Number three, friendship with vulnerable children. Predators prefer, prefer to form relationships with shy or withdrawn children who require support but cannot obtain it from their families. As a result, pedophiles provide their victims with care and money and eventually become their friends and mentors. Then a pedophile involves a child watching adult movies and per perusing graphic images. Before they know it, a child can find themselves enticed into sexual relations with an, with an adult predator. Number four always wants to spend time alone with a child. 
If a predator is someone you know, for example, your friend, they can insist on staying with your child alone and may even offer to take them on trips where they are alone overnight or longer. If you notice they do it too often, make sure to discuss every detail of their time spent together with your child. Number five, interested in or views child pornography. Anyone who spends a significant amount of time viewing pornography, particularly child pornography, which is obvious, but viewing child pornography is not an interest or curiosity. It is participation in a crime of sexual abuse upon a child is a definite red flag. If someone sends you a video of child pornography saying, hey, look at this, that's a huge red flag. That needs to be reported if you ask me. Be careful who you allow around your child. And as it was stated, it usually starts with close friends and family. Pay attention. You don't want to make it too obvious. Just watch and listen. Ask your children questions. Look for signs of grooming. Look out for the unusual interest in child activities. If you go to this person's house, look around and see how the house is set up, what they have there. Friendship with vulnerable children. Always wanting to spend time alone with a child. Interested in or views child pornography. All right. So that's our awareness for today. Pay attention to your young children. And that's it for the Caribbean Corner. Going to take another quick break. When we return, it is news out of North America. Rack city, chick, rack, rack city, chick. Ten, 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 twenties and them fifties, chick. Hundred D VIP, no guest list. T T Rock, you don't know, know who you with. Got my other chick hugging on my other chick, hugging all night. Nigga, we ain't sell a bit. Tap down too dope, I ain't selling it. Buy fresher than I'm fresher than I'm peppermint. Go let him in, last king killing it. Young money, young money, yeah we getting rich. Got your grandma on my. <laughs> Girl, you know what it is. Rack city chick, rack rack city chick, rack city chick, rack rack city chick, rack city chick, rack rack city chick. Ten, 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 twenties and the fifties chick. Rack city chick, rack rack city chick, rack city chick, rack rack city chick, rack city chick, rack rack city chick. Ten, 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 twenties and the fifties chick. I'm a muff star. Look at the paint on the car. Too much rim make the ride too hard. Tell that chick. She didn't smile at me, I don't really know what it means See I'm in a bit of a limbo, but still I will make a move on this young lady Can I get your number, girl? Can I get your number, girl? Can I get your number, girl? 
Logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, and everyone listening on JanoRadio.com. Thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me. You're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our reviews. It is Turn Chuck Tuesday. We're playing yesterday's hits and today's favorites. If you need to be somewhere at the top of the hour, you have four minutes to get there. Oh, 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 jump at the club on bump like what? I had to have you, babe. Saw you outside with the passenger side, cause I let my best friend drive. You was in line. That's when you caught my eyes, girl. You were so beautiful. Beautiful. It was so critical. 
Solo show 7 p.m. Eastern tonight live on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, ViscosityBlend.com, FutureFM.net, and FutureFM 98.9 on the FM dial up there in the Bronx, Mount Vernon, and Westchester. Tonight, her special guest is Shauna Gurdine, author and speaker. to get into the details of stories out of North America. Starting off in Canada, education workers ending walkout as Ontario pledges 
to repeal laws. Story courtesy of aljazeera.com. A union representing about 55,000 striking education workers in Canada's most populous province has said it will end its walkout after Ontario Premier Doug Ford promised to rescind contentious back-to-work legislation if the union agreed to end the strike. Laura Walton, president of the Canadian Union of Public Employees, Ontario School Board Council of Unions, said on Monday that workers will be collapsing their protest sites starting tomorrow morning, which is today. We hope that this gesture is met with the same good faith by this government in a new proposal at the bargaining table as soon as possible. Walton said during a news conference, adding that workers would be back in schools on Tuesday morning. Custodians, maintenance and library workers, secretaries and other education support staff walked off the job on Friday after the Ontario government passed legislation forcing them to accept a contract and banning them from striking. Ontario invoked a contentious section of Canada's constitution known as the notwithstanding clause to temporarily suspend sections of the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms and preempt court challenges to the legislation known as Bill 28. That spurred widespread condemnation and anger with civil rights groups saying everyone's rights are at stake. Ford on Monday said his right-wing government would be willing to rescind the legislation and its use of the notwithstanding clause, but only if Coop agrees to show a similar gesture of good faith by stopping their strike and letting the children back into their classrooms. Let's get back to the table. Let us negotiate a fair deal, the Premier told reporters. Ford and Ontario Education Minister Stephen Leckie later welcomed Coop's decision to end its strike and resume talks. Why? Everywhere the teachers, huh? Everywhere. What is it that we have against teachers? We need them. Right? Because without them, you won't have the education, the skills, the training that you need to pursue certain careers. And it is not just university professors that need good money. It starts at the basic level, the elementary level, because they are the ones laying the foundation. They're the ones shaping the minds, preparing them for the future. And we, you know, you get them, not me, I could never be a teacher. Yeah, I don't have the patience for that. But you get them as young children, fresh, it's like a blank slate. You start to shape and mold them, and then you pass them off to the next level, middle school. And then you, you do another set of training and shaping and molding. And you pass them off, you prepare them for high school. They go through another process there. They're prepared and then sent off to university or sent out into the world. So you cannot ignore the teachers at the elementary level, even kindergarten. Well, man, I should start kindergarten. You can't, the preschoolers, you can't ignore them. You cannot ignore elementary, you can't ignore middle, and you can't ignore high school. So why is it always a situation that 
they are at the end. There's a bottom. Uh, oh, moments. Um, yes. It's not the teacher. It's not the teachers. Lowest paid education workers. Okay, so who who is it then? It's um like um custodians um uh daycare workers because um in the school system they have daycare in the school system also. Okay. Um and teachers assistants. Okay. And you know custodians, teachers assistants, um, um the people that keep the grounds of the school. Yeah. So. Not, not the teachers, though. So it's not... The, well, thank you for clarifying that for me. Yeah. So it's not the teachers. It's the teacher's assistants. Aren't those considered... What, what do teacher's assistants do? I don't want to assume. What does a teacher's assistant do in the classroom? Anybody familiar? They, they, uh, well, I know in the States, uh, I'm not here, but um, the teacher's assistant just pretty much assists the teachers with teaching and stuff. They have to split the class, or if the task load is just too much, um, the assistant would, you know, step in. And then um, a lot of the time, the assistant actually teach the class while the teacher do other things. That's what I can't Or if the teacher, yeah. Thank you for clarifying that for me. Because I know you have to have some education training, right? So the custodians, don't they play an important role in keeping the place clean? The bathrooms clean? The hallways clean? The grounds clean? Everybody has a role to play, an important role. Just as we look at our human bodies, we need our arms, we need our legs. Down to our toes, our toes serve a purpose. If you remove our big toes, we're, we're off balance. Yeah, I think one of the things that happens in, in Canada is that the unions for like government, because government control a lot of, like they control the, the transit, like say, for example, in... Um, Ontario, like in Toronto or in Ontario, the control transit um, and other um, things that the union, the union, they bargain very tough. Like some of, some of the jobs, like, um, for example, like a few years ago, I think they had to pass legislation that um, the bus drivers or transportation workers cannot strike because um, once they strike, like just the subway alone move like, over a million people per day um and you have a million people like stranded so what what happened like because they know they have that power they negotiate very hard and i think that's that's what was happening with um the education workers they were asking for something like 11 percent per year for the next four years and you know they're important in the system but a lot of people on the other side thought that it was unreasonable coming out of a pandemic and the union, the way how the union um, went about it, they wait until like school was in full um, function um, to kind of negotiate harder, to kind of force the government. And, you know, with the, a lot of people are looking at it as like, okay, like the police, the police officers, the nurses, the transit and the teachers, they negotiate very close to each other. 
And when you look at the, it, it goes up, it goes into billions of dollars in terms of um, tax like increase that the government would have to pay to like those four levels of government workers. So a lot of people thought it was unfair for them. Inflation is like 7% this year and they are negotiating 11% for the next four years. 11% per year for the next four years. So, you know, a lot of people thought that they were kind of using the kids as ransom and um, trying to force the government hand, which a lot of people, you know, thought it was unreasonable because in the private sector, like, a lot of people are getting like 5%, 3%, you know, so um, that's another part to it. So, like, hopefully they, they are back negotiating now. I think 11% is a bit high, especially coming out of the pandemic too. So hopefully they can get to some sort of middle ground. 11%? So, you know, kids. 11%, yeah. 11, okay, so let me ask you a question. So if I am making, and I'm looking at the figures here, if I'm making 28,900, right? Times 11%. You're telling me that asking for an additional $3,179 is high? No, but, but you have to look at it as like in the in the history of um, them negotiating, they have never negotiated, they have never gotten 11%. Like a lot of people, you don't get 11% at any one time. And to negotiate 11% out of a pandemic when um, the the the, um, the province is already in billions of dollars in debt because of the the money that government had to pay out um, to keep um, the province um, floating. So a lot of people thought because what they are what they are what they are making they are making at least five dollars more per hour than other people people that are doing similar jobs in the private sector they are making they are making more. But James, let me ask you a question. Let, let's be reasonable now. The pandemic, it's not their problem. It's not their fault the pandemic happened, right? No, I but, understand that. But hold on. But we have to look at the cost of living. 28900 And I'm asking for 11%, which is all that boils down to, is $3,179 to bump by gross before taxes to 32,000 and you think that's unreasonable James? But but moments oh, no, when you see that. no you see the, you see the, you see that figure like when you look at a 28,000 figure the 28,000 figure would be like that what the union is going to do they're going to quote the lowest end a 28,000 figure would be like for example like that's you the average the salary, James. That they have the, the um. The no, that that yeah. no, it's it's not it's not an average. Like do, those, the custodians and they're making like forty thousand, forty-five. The people that are making that at the twenty-eight thousand dollars are, um, you the, the way the childcare system is set up in the school. You you drop your kids off. School starts like eight o'clock, eight eight something in the morning. You drop your kids off at seven, and they have um childcare workers that comes and they do like a split so they'll come and they'll do two hours in the morning and then do, they'll do like three hours in the evening and that that is what they would account for like the lower the lower end so yeah and it's it's been like that it's been like that for for a while like a lot of those people have to do like two jobs because that's like a five hour per day um job 
and then they, they, they would have to do something else or is there someone that you know is just working part-time because they want to stay home and take care of their own child and stuff like that so it's been like that for a while so okay so i'm to understand that then that twenty-eight thousand nine hundred is the annual salary for somebody doing five hours a day is that what i'm to understand from what you're saying yes yes no because because they, they make the government government job in canada is like very coveted like people go after those jobs because as i said they pay like way more than um what you'd make in the price so like if you if you're taking care like of a building like a private building like a condo or whatever the money that you're going to be making taking care of that compared to what you'd make in a government job government job is way more with, with benefits and everything so it's not i'm not saying it can't be more but all i'm saying is that when you look at the police officers negotiating the the teachers the nurses and and and, and you're going to the nurses are going to negotiate harder because they're like look we put ourselves in danger a lot of us uh, a lot of our, our peers died and the, the the province is going in billions of dollars in debt and what what's going to happen is like other people are going to be worried about new taxes and we are already one of the highest tax country in the world so that's where the, the fight is like there are people that's for it and there are people against it because of these things you know when you're taking when you factor in the taxes because i think we pay something like 35 percent or something like that in taxes. but you have like, excellent health care don't you yeah yeah no there's there's good health care but but the thing is like what what they they're saying is that look like if we go up to this debt we're going to have to introduce new taxes and so, that's what a lot of people are afraid of james i'm sorry i'm struggling with telling somebody that twenty eight thousand nine hundred is enough or telling them that Oh, you really want three thousand one hundred seventy-nine dollars? Where am I to get that from? I struggle with that because there's so not everybody has the ability to get a second job, and quite frankly, I don't think anybody should have to get a second job because that is where we miss out on life-work balance. Now, you say, okay, they're working five hours, so they should be satisfied with what they're getting. What if that the, the, those five hours allows them to be able to take care of their child who may have a disability and they need to be able to be there for that child as much as possible, but they can't afford to pay somebody to look after the picnic. We have to, I think we need to be reasonable. You know, I don't think asking for 11% is unreasonable at all. I really don't think so. When you divide, what is it? 3,100 and I'm looking at the low end, okay? I'm not working with the high end. I'm looking at the low end. $3,179 divided by 12. That's an extra $264 a month. Divide, okay, $3,179 if we want to do it this way. Divide that by 52 weeks in a year. Extra $60 a week. Extra $60 a week extra $60 a week. Governments waste more money than that. Let's be real about it. The pandemic is not their fault, so they should not be told that because we're coming out of a pandemic. We cannot afford for you to come out of the poverty bracket. That's what we're telling them. I'm sorry. That's what we're saying. And I'm seeing teachers here holding up signs saying, 
college grad teaching living in poverty. I'm looking at the, 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 the picketing signs. So does that make sense? Is that fair to them that we're going to tell them, you know, we can't afford to pay you because we're trying to recover from the pandemic. Everybody's trying to recover from the pandemic. Cost of living has soared. Look at what gas prices are doing. Yes, I understand taxation is high. Somebody got to feel it. So, you know, what? well then, me would have said to them, if you're going to look for me and tell me, say, by the way, um, more than seven in 10 residents said they wanted the Ford government to negotiate a fair deal to end the strike. The poll found while 78% said the average salary for Ontario education workers is 28900 according to Coop, was not enough. I mean, what can I say? He who feels it knows it. I can't, I can't, I can't sit here. And I understand where you're coming from, from a taxpayer um, perspective. But what if there are no custodians in the schools? Then what happens? What if there are no daycare providers to take your child so that you can, for some people, them just can't wait to get rid of them pitney because them pitney is a burden. And children are, how many children, how many workers to a child? How many workers to a child? We have to think about these things. If they get up and say, well, we're going to lock off, we're not going to do any more child care, how does that benefit the taxpayer, really? How will you be able to drop your child off and get to work for 8 o'clock or 8.30 or 9 o'clock, whatever it is? And then who is going to watch your child for you because you don't get off work until five o'clock. School ends at, say, three. Somebody needs to watch a child. What's going to happen? You see, we got to put things in perspective. You need them. You need these people. You're looking at their jobs as inconsequential, but remove the job function and see what happens. And sometimes that is what has to take place. Remove the cushion from undown and make on a fall down and sit down on the nail and walk out on the backside. I don't know, wake up and say. That is when we appreciate people's positions and the value that they contribute. I say the city can afford it. Tax dollars rolling every day. Every day. That bank account, them coming like Walmart. You ever see the Walmart um, thing? When you go in Walmart and you see the thing going up how much money them I make just a ching 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 well I saw the tax things set up if we are not looking out for those who serve us in these humble positions cleaning the toilets well make your pit and go sit on the dirty toilet then if you don't want to pay me make the pit and sit on around the dirty table coming now clean off nothing if you don't want to pay me and then we're going to understand the importance. I don't think 11% is unreasonable. That's me. But James says it's too much pressure going to come down for the taxpayer there. <laughs> oh, boy. We're going to agree to disagree, James. <laughs> it's, we're here fighting for people in Jamaica saying that they need to increase, you know, give them livable wages. Well, we have to fight for the people that want to look after we're in the countries we're in, right? Give them livable wages too. But, you know, there are many people who have had to rely on public assistance who say that they don't like it. 
But they have no choice because the money what they make at the jobs where them show up to diligently five days a week, six days a week. Nah, them not making enough. And when them ask for a pay increase, they're looked at as like, how dare you? We can't afford it. But yet, company owners will roll up in a brand new Bentley. Oh, but we can. And I understand. I get it. I don't need y'all coming at me all at once. I get it. Right? You know, we got to taxpayers' dollars. Yeah, them do it for everything else. Them find it for wine and dine when politicians are having meetings. They can find it to pay these people. And I guess I take um heart <laughs> when it comes to because my mother is a retired teacher. I mean, sister, she ain't getting a pay. Walk out like a brute. Work hard. I've seen ancillary workers work hard. And government social workers are always treated less. But you need them. Sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. I had to put that in there. A University of Kentucky student, university, I'm dropping off my letters today, a University of Kentucky student was arrested after hurling a racial slur at a black student on campus. Story courtesy of CNN, a student at the University of Kentucky is facing several assault charges after hurling a racial slur repeatedly at black students on Sunday on campus, a university police report says. Sophia Rosing, a 22-year-old student who is white, has been charged with alcohol intoxication in a public place, fourth-degree assault without visible injury, second-degree disorderly conduct, and third-degree assault on a police officer or probation officer, according to Kimberly Baird, the Fayette County Commonwealth's attorney. An officer with the University of Kentucky Police responded early Sunday morning to a dorm after reports that an unknown woman was assaulting staff members, a campus police report shows. When the officer arrived, they detained a very intoxicated woman who was repeating a racist expletive to a group of black women, the report says. The woman told police she has lots of money and gets special treatment. When told to sit back in a chair, the woman kicked the arresting officer and bit their hand. The report identifies the woman as unknown because she has no identification and continuously refused to identify herself. Sally Woodson, the executive communications specialist for the University of Kentucky, confirmed to CNN the police report pertains to Rosing. Rosing was initially booked as a Jane Doe in the Kentucky Department of Corrections. As of Monday afternoon, Rosing was detained and her bail was set at $10,000. Rosing appeared in court Monday and entered a not guilty plea, according to CNN affiliate WLEX. CNN has reached out to Rosing's attorney for comment. <laughs> so the first time I saw the video, I didn't pay much attention to it. It wasn't until Sinead sent it to me. That I really looked at it. I thought they were. I'm not going to lie. I thought these people knew each other. And they were playing around. I did not know. Granted I wasn't even listening properly. Yeah. Can't do that young lady. You can't do that. that that's. <sighs> Man arrested for throwing a bear can at Senator Ted Cruz. At Astros World Series Parade. Did y'all see that? Sorry. I laughed. 
I shouldn't have laughed. The Houston Police Department announced on Monday that a man has a, was arrested and charged with assault after allegedly throwing and striking Senator Ted Cruz with a bear can. He did not, ca that can did not catch him. The video I saw that bear can did not catch him. The guy who was on the thing with him caught that bear can real good. Looks like he played baseball. Anyway, video of the incident was shared on Twitter. It is unclear why Cruz, who has no formal connection to the Astros beyond spending most of his childhood in Houston after being born in Calgary, was part of the parade, though often local officials feature in teams' title celebrations. Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick also took part in the festivities, riding on a Humvee one vehicle ahead of Cruz. Neither were reportedly greeted with the warmest of receptions, per Ariana Garcia of the Houston Chronicle. Cruz, who wore Astros colors, was shown waving at the crowd, smiling and giving a thumbs up, despite several fans giving him the thumbs down and booing at him in return. <laughs> Anybody else saw that? I was cracking up. I, I shouldn't have. I'm sorry. I need to get myself um, checked. Well, Cruz offered a different perspective on the festivities with a tweet of his own. He said, the fire of crowd today. Ted Cruz, they're not happy with you. I think that's what they're trying to say. Now, 55 students may have to retake their SATs after they were lost from a UPS truck. Story courtesy of CNN. Taking the SATs is a stressful, anxiety-inspiring rite of passage for many high school students. But over 50 students at an El Paso high school may have to take the tests again after their tests flew out of the UPS truck, transporting them, and were lost or destroyed. The El Paso Independent School District told CNN that it is currently working with the college board, which administers the SATs, to determine a remedy for the students whose tests were lost. The SAT is a standardized entrance exam used as a metric for applying to colleges across the United States. A total of 1.7 million students in the high school class of 2022 took the SAT and least once, according to the college board. You know, Samina, I take it over. Those, take it over for me. How did that happen? How did that really happen? UPS, huh. y'all figure it out. Cause <laughs> somebody doing it over. Not me. Sorry. UPS stated that it had apologized to the school and the students in a statement shared with CNN. Students whose tests were lost will be able to take the ACT, another popular standardized exam, on December 10 at no cost. What is the difference between the ACT and this SAT? Huh? Anybody know? AC, okay, ACT versus SAT. Let's see. Uh, which should I take? The two exams may appeal to different types of students. A key difference is that students with a strong English background may flourish on the ACT, which puts more emphasis on verbal skills. While for students who are strong in math, the SAT may reflect that much better. Okay. There we go. 
Thank you, Google. Why take it? SAT. Colleges use SAT scores for admission and merit-based scholarships. ACT. Colleges use ACT scores for admissions and merit-based scholarships. Same thing. Um, on the SAT, you're doing reading, writing, and language and math. On the ACT, you're doing English, math, reading, science, reasoning, essay optional. SAT, three hours long. ACT, two hours, 55 minutes without an essay. Three hours, 40 minutes with an essay. Reading, five reading passages for the SAT, four for the ACT. Uh, math for SAT covers arithmetic, algebra one and two geometry trigonometry and data analysis whereas act covers arithmetic algebra one and two geometry trig and probability and statistics in sats some math questions do not allow you to use a calculator whereas in the act you can use a calculator on all math questions okay uh how is it scored sats 400 to 1600 and ACT is a scale of 1 to 36. All right. So we learned something. Well, I learned something today. Let me not assume that. <laughs> All right. So I learned something today. That's the big difference. So it sounds to me as though the ACT is a little more intense, but it does offer ease when it comes to using a calculator where math is concerned. All right. So there you go. I'm a little smarter today. <laughs> Jackson in dissent issues first Supreme Court opinion. Story courtesy of the Associated Press. New Justice Katanji Brown Jackson issued her first Supreme Court opinion on Monday, a short dissent in support of a death row inmate from Ohio. Jackson wrote that she would have thrown out lower court rulings in the case of Ohio inmate Davil Chin whose lawyers argued that the state suppressed evidence that might have altered the outcome of his trial. The two-page opinion came on the same day the High Court was hearing cases that are part of a wider dispute over the power of the federal government. In her dissent, Jackson wrote that she would have ordered a new look at Chin's case because his life is on the line and given the substantial likelihood that the suppressed records would have changed the outcome at trial. The evidence at issue indicated that a key witness against Chin has an intellectual disability that might have affected his memory and ability to testify accurately, she wrote. Prosecutors are required to turn over potentially exculpatory evidence to the defense. In this case, lower courts determined that the outcome would not have been affected if the witnesses' records had been provided to Chin's lawyers. Chin's lawyers said in a statement after his case was rejected that Ohio must not exasperate the mistakes of the past by pursuing Mr. Chin's execution. The only other member of the court to join Jackson's opinion was fellow liberal Justice Sonia Sotomayor. Jackson joined the High Court on June 30 following the retirement of Justice Stephen Breyer. The court has yet to decide any of the cases argued in October for the first few days of this month, 
Jackson almost certainly will be writing a majority opinion in one of those cases. Every justice typically writes at least one opinion each time the court sits for a two-week session of hearing arguments. Okay, all right, Katanji has started her work. Let's see how that plays out. Supreme Court considers fate of landmark Indian adoption law. This one is courtesy of NPR.org. The U.S. Supreme Court hears arguments on Wednesday in a case that puts several prospective adoptive parents and the state of Texas against the Indian Child Welfare Act, a federal law aimed at preventing Native American children from being separated from their extended families and their tribes. In a, this is a case that, more than usual, is steeped in American history. It's also a case that, more than usual, will resonate with nine justices, seven of whom are parents, including two who have adopted children. So here's a brief history of the law. In 1978, Congress, after extensive hearings, found that public and private agencies had taken hundreds of thousands of Indian children from their homes, sometimes by force. These agencies then placed the children in institutions or with families that had no tribal connections. About a third of Native children were adopted away through child welfare agency actions, says Chuck Hoskin Jr., who is the chief of the Cherokee Nation. And of that group, about 85% were adopted outside of tribal families. The tribes saw these actions as a threat to their very existence, and Congress agreed. In response, Congress passed the Indian Child Welfare Act of 1978, known by the acronym ICWA. ICWA established minimum federal standards for removing Native children from their families and required state courts to notify tribes when an Indian child is removed from his or her home outside of a reservation. It also implemented a framework for foster and adoption placements that is at issue in this case. The framework requires first preference be given to a member of the child's extended family, then other members of the tribe, and if neither of those is available, a home with a different tribal family. Now, however, the state of Texas and several families who are adopting Indian children are challenging the law in court. They contend it amounts to an unconstitutional racial preference and that the federal law impermissibly intrudes on state autonomy. Got a question to ask. Anybody familiar with um, the tribes and the payouts that they get monthly? Or, is it me or is it Clubhouse acting up? Sonette, no, I did not put you back in the audience, Sonette. I hit make moderator. That's what I hit. I know I did. I don't have to be a moderator today. I'm super late. Whatever, <laughs> Okay, I swear. Clubhouse tripping. But, so, my question was, is, let me go back. Anyone familiar 
with how it works with the tribes and the payouts that they're entitled to each month each person right you get so much per month if a child is adopted by a family that is not indian not of tribal descent does that family get the money for the child who is a part of an indian tribe am i asking a question that makes sense I want to make sure I'm asking something that makes sense. The question sounds makes sense to me, but I do not know any of those answers. Hmm. So what what I heard you say is someone who's a native or indigenous person, they're entitled to get a payout. If right. a child who is indigenous is adopted by and someone who's other than, do those people receive that money? That's the question you're asking. Yes, right? yes, yes. Yeah, I, I understand your question fully, but I do not know any of those answers. Hmm. so you know why i'm asking right because could it be that they want to have access to that money too they know that there is money that's dis distributed each month could it be just wondering you know in my mind you never see smoke without fire right because it goes on, you know what, I need to, let me jump on Google real quick here. One second. Um, I literally was just doing that. <laughs> <laughs> What's the term for it? They don't use the word, uh, oh my gosh. Um, <sighs> they have an a practical guide to the Indian Child Welfare Act. Okay. So now I, I got to that site, so I'm looking to see what it says. Okay. But I don't know if this is India or Indian, so okay. keep looking as yeah. well. Okay, yeah, I'm searching. Okay, let me see here. I mean, what I found so far is that they do not get monthly checks. Okay. However, the tribe itself, like say the Seminoles or whatever, they would get um, a payout, and I guess the tribe divided up, but they do not get like a monthly check from the government. All right, okay. that's what I found. Okay, so would and it be the same I... thing as this, um, Dre? Each member, for example, of the Seminole tribe of Florida, even children, now receive a monthly dividend. That was the name, dividend check of seven thousand dollars or eighty four thousand annually as his or her share of money made mostly from casinos but oh damn do they tax right. the casinos how much does florida state pay the seminoles okay hold on now digging a little deeper the tribe once poor now pays each of its four thousand one hundred members including children more than $100,000 annually in dividends and owns the Hard Rock brand worldwide. The Seminole Tribe of Florida is committed to a mutually beneficing, beneficial sorry, gaming compact with the state of Florida. Okay. Do the Seminole Tribe pay taxes? The tribe is recognized as a sovereign nation, so it doesn't pay taxes through traditional avenues. Instead, the Seminoles pay large sums to the state through revenue sharing agreements laid out in gaming compacts. 
do Native Americans get checks each month? The bottom line is Native Americans do not get automatic monthly or quarterly checks from the United States government. Maybe they should, and maybe one day they will. And that is as of June 18, 2020. Mm. Okay, the reason I ask, because I know I heard that down here in Florida, they get a check. And I remember <laughs> this guy saying he would love to get with a member of the Seminole tribe and have kids because he know he will never have to work because everybody yeah. gets money. That's ridiculous. Well, the checkers, I love to do it. They will check that they're hearing about it, the check that they pay as dividends. Because the, the, um, the, 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 so for example, the Hardware Cassie brand is a very wealthy brand. Right. So everybody, every descendant or whatever way they used to know who is authentic Seminole owns a share, which is why that check is paid. Because literally, like, it's almost like every single person that's born into 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 the Seminole family becomes a shareholder of the brand. So those checks are automatic based on how much money the brand is making and profits, like dividends. Yeah. Can we form a tribe or something and um, set ourselves up and our children up and our grandchildren and generations to come up? Can we do that? Uh, moments, we're going to send out something. I'm going to find it and send out some information about which, um, money where the natives um, receive. Because, okay. like some persons, some organizations, them get billions or millions each year. Um, so, I got send you, that's something so quiet, because apart from that, we do deal with something. But, um, I got send us some information on the payouts where the natives them continue to get. And we talk about the seminars, so, some of them, not all of them, too, yeah. And we talk about the seminars, them. And you know, let <laughs> me send some information. I'll make you know what I'm going because okay. I, I will be for five dollar Indian whitewashing take place. Why, uh, for X without or any native will have darker features. And where it was, uh, um, this thing with them actually call it they make darker features Native Americans and black people who are actually or natives didn't get um, money and, and land and grants and all them something there. So I just send you some information okay. and, and you can check up on it and say, yeah, them, trust me, they will get money and the evil conniving will take place for X, we out of it, you know what I mean? Uh, as careful, well, careful. and okay. some darker careful, Native careful. Americans. Yeah. It, it, it's not a careful thing, a fact. And uh, when Rasta talk, Rasta... Yeah, but we're, we're no, no, on we're the not, air. We're not yeah. curse, man. We're not curse, man. And a, and a curse, cursing thing. I just a factual thing, you know what I mean? A factual thing. As we say, Rasta not come with no false information. A factual thing not come with, you know what I mean? So I send you the information on it, so you can dig into it more, and you see say what I talk about. All right, send it to me on um, IG, and I'll, I'll definitely look into it. Yeah. So anyway, my question: Can we form something? So that we can generate something to pass on. You can't, not in the US. But I think I think a little that that battle that the Maroons fighting in Jamaica <clears throat> would be similar. I mean, if they 
if they get their way. I mean, because technically the treat is that the U.S. government has treated with some of um, the Indians. And if you realize, there are some Indian reserves that are doing better than some. Uh-huh. Realize most Indian reserves in New York, Buffalo, wherever they are, almost all of them got casino license. What I found interesting, though, and, and I don't know if that's what Afo was talking about, there's a lot of white Americans that have tried to pass themselves off. As Indians, as, yeah. Because and, and and took up land and is benefiting from the laws um, and the, the regulations that benefits that should benefit the indigenous Indians, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you realize there's a whitening of them, so like there are red Indians in most consensus, so they're darker complexions or whatever, and most of the, most of those people were either killed out, purged out, or the white people intermarry, and what is called the whitening. I'm doing it in places like Argentina and, and, and Latin American countries, where where the white men, with a lot of intermarriage, and, and the whole idea was to whiten the Indian race or the black race. A lot of that has happened. So there's a lot of Caucasian people passing themselves off as Indian Americans. Yeah. They're not. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna look at that video. Okay. Interesting. The drawing for the record 1.9 billion dollar Powerball jackpot has been delayed over security protocols. Mm-mm-mm. They're messing with my money. Lottery officials announced late Monday night that the record-breaking 1.9 billion dollar Powerball drawing is delayed because uh, officials in one state need more time to complete security protocols. Um, Listen, they're messing with our money, folks. I'm sorry, it's not me holding up the process. Um, Is not me, it's not me, it's not me, not me, not me, not me. Not me. I, I'm just letting y'all know so that y'all don't feel I'm being stingy or anything, okay? As soon as I get it, you get it. So are they saying that there's n- there wasn't a draw period, or are they saying they had a draw but they can't really see finding? What what are they saying? Hold on one second. I'm waiting for the thing is spinning on me. I'm waiting for it to come up properly. Bear me one second, audio. So I'm just waiting. California had pumped the brakes. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I had heard that there was one state that they were still trying to. Um, update the ticketing system. Okay. The numbers the are people, out. Oh, yeah. The people, the people that bought the tickets, they didn't get it all updated in time, or something or the other. Okay. 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 Ah. Uh, all right. Let me go okay, to that. Here it is. Here it is. They have the numbers. Game. The numbers are out now. Oh no. no. Yeah, no one wanted it gone up to like 2.4 million. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Listen, folks, we're rich. We're, we're, we're not fully adults. We're fully rich. <laughs> we're all rich up in here. <laughs> well, that moment's no something weird anyway. That. <laughs> we're rich. <laughs> we sound oh, like, sorry. We sound like Nene Leaks. I'm rich. Oh, yeah, moments. Yeah. I want you to make a talk to my wife because she can give more information for me and talk about as well. 
because her grand her, her grandmother her grandmother great grandmother was actually a, a chikata a, um mm. indian and all them something too so as i said i get her some more information yes uh, she say, oh, we are a part of that as well not all of us came over on a slave ship we were actually <laughs> here and all them something as well as the seminal um, um we integrated some of them was us and we integrated with other um native tri um, tribes as well and you know what i mean so i, I will put thing but as we said the government at that time during them time then the, the demons that be them separately and dark um, Af um black people as well as other native um darker features them separately and so that them can come in and take grants and money and all them for something but now say there's some things all right okay so i got 10 minutes let me hurry up and run through the rest of the remaining stories all right thank you afro uh nigerian senator Ike Ekwere Madu to face organ harvesting charges. Oh boy, we need to stop doing this. Nigeria's former Deputy Senate President will go on trial in the United Kingdom in January for alleged organ harvesting, a judge has said. Ike, who is 60, is accused with his wife Beatrice, 56, their daughter Sonia, 25, and a doctor of bringing a man from Nigeria to have a kidney removed. The 21-year-old man is said to have raised the alarm after refusing to consent to the operation following preliminary tests at the Royal Free Hospital in London. The BBC reported that the man's family allegedly treated this man like a slave before he ran away and went to Staines Police Station in Surrey. Ekwere, you know what, what's his first name? Let me go back to his first name. Ike, yeah, I'm not going to right up my tongue is a senator for the opposition people's democratic party for enugu state in southeast nigeria why are we ex exploiting our own why are we doing this to our own why you know um as i'm reading the story i heard i don't know how true this is and i don't want to speak what is not true i really don't but them so where there is smoke there is fire i heard that you got to be careful when you're going for um these body makeovers because they're removing organs i don't know how true it is and i want to say please not let it be yes true. that's true it just happened recently to a female that went to the dr to get one of those bugs life um treatments and she wake up with one of her organ missing so that is true why are we doing this and you know the sad part is they're going to turn around and sell your organs for millions of dollars millions are we questioning where these organs are coming from or we don't care i hope it's not true i really hope it's not true that's going on here but in the case of the nigerian senator the story reported by al jazeera and it's not the first story that has been reported out of Africa or with um, Nigerians harvesting the organs of their own people. Fiadala, 
Why you don't harvest Sonia's or your wife's son or your own? Volunteer yourself. The U.S. hosts talks between Armenia and Azerbaijan's foreign ministers. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken has hosted talks between the foreign ministers of Armenia and Azerbaijan, praising the rival nations that have repeatedly clashed over the Nagorno-Karabakh region for taking courageous steps towards a durable peace. Blinken met Armenian Foreign Minister Ararat Mizoran and his Azerbaijani counterpart at Blair House, a state guest house in Washington, D.C. on Monday, just weeks after the worst fighting between the two countries since a 2020 war. And out of Latin America, U.S. charges Haitian gang leaders over kidnappings and they're offering an award. The reward, award, whatever you want to refer to it as, the United States has announced charges against a total of seven Haitian gang leaders for their alleged involvement in kidnappings of U.S. citizens as Washington heaps pressure on armed groups and others contributing to a security crisis on the Caribbean island. The U.S. Department of Justice said on Monday that it charged three Haitian citizens with conspiracy to commit hostage-taking and hostage-taking for their roles in the abduction of a group of Christian missionaries near Port-au-Prince last year. How much are they offering? they got to make it worth the while for people to step up and talk about it. Okay, so they're offering up to $1 million for information leading to the capture or conviction of 400 Mawozo or Craze Barrier gang leaders. All right, so the money's up there. Let's see if people are going to turn them over. Let's see how that's going to go. All right. Just um, uh, an interest. I didn't know much time. Just an interesting thing I heard recently. I'm really looking at it about those gang leaders. Like someone was saying, I read somewhere recently. Like they're saying that these alleged gang leaders are not really gang leaders. Mm. Are community leaders, um, and the, the people that the people have been supporting because of. In other words, they're what the article was saying is like this is the second Haitian revolution. If you think about the first one, when they got away from France, and this revolution is the people revolting against the politicians to take their own destinies in their hands, and not all of the stories coming out is as as is, in okay. terms of, yeah, but, but yeah, I'll look into it more. Yes, please do, please do. And to wrap up, let me just jump to these two stories from the entertainment scene. Takeoff's funeral will be held on Friday, and it's going to be held at the um, Atlanta State Farm Arena. And as we know, Takeoff is one-third of the group Migos, and he was killed in te um, Houston. Was it Houston, Texas? Yeah, on November 1. Fatally shot. Police are still investigating the rapper's murder. Currently, no... Um, arrests have been made. That's interesting. Yeah. And Kathy Griffin suspended from Twitter for impersonating Elon Musk. Hmm. Twitter has suspended comedian Kathy Griffin for impersonating the company's new owner. <laughs> Griffin appeared to be the first celebrity, celebrity to lose her tweeting privileges after a wave of prominent users impersonated Musk over the weekend. 
with the goal of underscoring potential flaws in the social media company's plans for a revised verification system. So, the hypocrisy. Didn't he say he believes that everybody should have free speech, be able to express themselves? Oh, so he thought it would not include him? <laughs> he's, he's expressing his, the power he has over this platform now. <laughs> you diss me, or remove you. <laughs> <laughs> you can talk about everybody else and diss everybody else. Just don't diss me. <laughs> Oh, jeez, um, <laughs> you know what? I think I'm just go ahead and close out my Twitter account. I ain't got time for the foolishness over here. <laughs> yeah, you have to pay $8 soon. Michelle. Yeah. Real uh, quick, real quick. I got one no, minute. No, for tomorrow. Did you have the, the Warmington story in your I list? Have, no, not for today. For tomorrow. Oh. I put it for tomorrow. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tomorrow we deal with that. I want to know. all the listeners who logged on to the quality music zone qmzradio.com and thank you to everyone who tuned in and listened online on johnnovaradio.com and of course i gotta give a huge thank you to everyone here with me on clubhouse this is where the conversation happens I am Moments With Me, and you were listening to Coffee in Toll World News on the go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. Always great conversations, shared views, varying opinions, and interesting perspectives. Coming up later on tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, join The Rose Solo Show live on QMCRadio.com, JohnORadio.com, ViscosityBlend.com, FutureFM.net, and FutureFM 98.9 in the Bronx, Mount Vernon, and Westchester. This is Moments with me signing out. Have yourselves a wonderful rest of the day wherever you go, whatever you do. Please be safe. Catch you tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. Yeah, said that right. 9 a.m. Eastern. Have a wonderful rest of the day. All night long.